This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, July 29th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a tsunami warning was issued for parts of Alaska after a large earthquake struck the peninsula. The U.S. Geological Survey said the quake was magnitude 8.2 and hit 56 miles east-southeast of Perryville, Alaska at about 8.15 Wednesday. The quake was about 29 miles below the surface of the ocean, according to the USGS. The U.S. National Tsunami Warning Center issued warnings for South Alaska and the Alaska Peninsula. The tsunami warning issued for Hawaii has been canceled. Two other earthquakes with preliminary magnitudes of 6.2 and 5.6 occurred in the same area within a half hour of the first one. The Pacific Tsunami Warning Center issued a notice a notice that the potential threat to Guam and the American Samoa was still under investigation. Based on all available data, a tsunami may have been generated by this earthquake that could be destructive on coastal areas even far from the epicenter. The quake should have been widely felt uh, by almost everyone in the area of the epicenter, and they're saying moderate damage is likely. So uh, when I was in Alaska, we uh, landed in Anchorage, and uh, you know they had the Good Friday, the famous Good Friday earthquake that was like an eight point. Six, and they actually have a museum showing the damage from, I mean, yeah, girders twisted. Yeah. And then what you do if you take a cruise, you go to Seward, which is a, a bay. And when you go there, and it was amazing because the that Good Friday earthquake, I think, was in 1964. Up along the sides of the bay, up the, the, the cliff sides where there are trees petrified from oh, the really? how high the tsunami hit in wow. the bay. It's just, an, it's like an amazing, eternal memorial to the devastating power of that storm it's i mean of that uh, of the earthquake and the tsunami yeah thing. they can get bad yeah yeah, so this um, earthquake was magnitude 8.2, and it hit 56 miles. Uh, yeah. Uh, the suspect involved in a series of hit-and-run crashes in Philadelphia, Montgomery County, that killed a woman and injured four others has been taken into custody. Police tracked down the male suspect at 6.30 yesterday morning at 3rd and Park Avenues near Main Street in Collegeville. He's been identified as 40-year-old Kareem Welton of Philadelphia. Welton is accused of hitting 38-year-old Kyle uh, Hillegas, who was running in the 300 block of East Main Street at 5.54 a.m., According to investigators in Montgomery County, a witness told police that Welton uh, purposely swerved from the westbound lanes into the eastbound lanes to strike Hillegas, breaking his yep his back wow. and his leg. He is expected to survive. Yeah, he purposely hit all of these people. Oh so yeah, so this guy was severely injured. More than four hours earlier, calls came into nine one one at about two eleven a.m. about a driver of a Chevy Malibu uh, rear-ending a motorcycle with two people on it at Broad and Lombard Streets. The twenty-nine-year-old man who was driving the motorcycle denied medical treatment, uh, but police say oh. a twenty-eight-year-old woman who was on the motorcycle with him suffered bumps and bruises and was being treated at a local hospital. After hitting the motorcycle, police said Welton continued nearby to Fifteenth and South. That's where he's accused of driving onto the sidewalk and running over a third. 32-year-old woman walking with a male co-worker. Police say Welton turned around, drove back onto the sidewalk, and ran over the woman a second time. She later died of her injuries. Before uh, he fled the scene, police say he got out of the vehicle. He stopped the vehicle, got out, stole the woman's purse and her dog. Welton continued driving a block away to Broaden South, where he left the car behind. Uh, he was then involved in another hit-and-run crash, driving another stolen vehicle in Roxborough at about 5.30. That victim was taken to the hospital with non-life
life-threatening injuries. Police then followed Welton into Collegeville, where he struck another person. He was apprehended after pulling into an Exxon station in Trap. According to the Montgomery County District Attorney's Office, Welton is being charged with attempted murder and aggravated assault related to the hit-and-run on Main Street. He will face a slew of other charges related to the incidents in Philadelphia. When did this happen? Uh, this happened yesterday. Oh, my God. Yeah, awful. This reminds me, there's a, a Stephen King book called Mr. Mercedes. It was about this guy who had, he, he had the, Running car, over? the car was his preferred choice of, uh, of weapon. Uh, that's just insane. Yeah. Well, the oh, footage oh, that oh, they have from the one security oh. camera, Kathy, is right across the street, yeah. and you see them getting they, these poor people getting nailed by this lunatic on the sidewalk. On the, side on the sidewalk. sidewalk, yeah. They were walking. They said that they worked at a, a local steak restaurant. So I'm not sure yeah. wh- which one, but um, they were just walking home from work. Terrible, <laughs> unbelievable. As COVID-19 cases surge again throughout the country, Disneyland and Walt Disney World plan to require guests and cast members to wear masks while indoors again, regardless of vaccination status. The new policy applying to all employees and guests ages two and up takes effect Friday, July 30th. Park officials released a media statement making the announcement, uh, and they said that they are adapting their health and safety guidelines based on the guidance from health and government officials. It comes after the CDC issued new guidance, again, recommending that everyone vaccinated or not wear masks while indoors in public settings. The state of California on Wednesday also made similar recommendations. The CDC updated its guidance as the country faces a new spike of COVID-19 cases, primarily due to the contagious, uh, the highly contagious Delta variant. What's the, what's the status with uh, like Hershey? Are, are there, uh, are there, is it mask free or what's the story? I was there um, early spring, uh, you know, probably somewhere right. around May. Well, that and, would be a, yeah, a different yeah. animal. Um, but there was, if you were vaccinated, you didn't have to wear a mask. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I, I wonder if that's still in effect. Yeah, like I didn't hear of any changes of anybody going back to, if they if they right. took away the mask and said you didn't have to wear them, I haven't heard yet of like, places like that going Because I was thinking of going out back. there, yeah. And I, I, yeah. Right. I prefer to go sans mask. I know that, I know that the, the numbers in Florida are yeah. coming up more than, uh, than they are here. And they also, you figure... Disney deals with international. I mean, there's all the people from all yep. over the country, yep. so maybe in an abundance of caution. I mean, here's well, the Cal- deal, though: Cal- they weren't checking for you know COVID. Uh, they weren't checking my COVID card to you know to see if I needed to wear a mask or anything like that. So they checking yeah, to see if you were happy. Uh, yeah. No, they didn't, they didn't do that either. So, I mean, nobody's checking to see if you got a COVID vaccine for you know whether or not uh, you need to be wearing a mask in these right. places. Okay. Right. Um, so most of the new cases are among the unvaccinated, but health experts have noticed uh, or have noted that even those who have received the vaccine can carry and transmit the coronavirus. Disneyland reopened in late April after being closed for more than a year during the pandemic. It initially uh, had strict mask requirements in place, but later loosened those for vaccinated guests after the state of California reopened businesses and lifted most social distancing and mask requirements on June 15th. But um, like a month later, they put the mask requirements back in place. I've always contended, Kathy, that if they would just do the old-style diving bell helmets at the the opening of the park, you'd be able to slow down people from running. They'd be more observant for rules, right? It's it's a little more control. All right, let's do sports this morning. Ball sacks are younger.
Last night's Phillies game against the Nationals was postponed due to 12 positive COVID tests in the Washington clubhouse. Four Nats players and eight staffers tested positive for COVID-19, forcing Major League Baseball to postpone the game. The postponement came one day after Nats star Trey Turner exited the game in the first inning following his positive test for the virus. The game is scheduled to be made up later today as part of a single admission doubleheader beginning at 12.05, and the gates will open at 11.05 this morning. At the Olympics, the U.S. women have won eight of the 11 five-on-five basketball tournaments, including six straight gold medals. They're favored again this year at the Tokyo Games, which also added three-on-three basketball, making its Olympic debut in Japan. This sport consists of just four player teams, which makes it easier for more countries to be competitive, but the United States women still won the inaugural gold medal yesterday. Hmm. American center Stephanie Dolson joined teammates Jackie Young, Alicia Gray, and Kelsey Plum on the podium after going 8-1 and throughout the tournament. And in the first run of the first heat of the women's BMX quarterfinal, Peyton Ridenour finished fifth in fifth place a little more than two seconds behind the leader. The top four cyclists in the quarterfinal advanced to the semifinal. Oh. So Peyton finished fifth, and she is now out. Oh, bummer. I know. Oh, damn it. And it was, a, she, it was a little more than two seconds behind the leader. So she mm. just missed it and by that much. For context, the person who finished in sixth place uh, was 15 seconds behind, so that's how close oh. she was. She just texted. She said, no worries. I'm still I'm still happy with how things went. Well, we're All really right. proud of her. Very proud Regardless, of but that's, uh, I'm, I'm bummed I out know. for her so that bummed. she didn't advance. Uh, bum. The BMX quarterfinals continue later today, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kath. Well, other than that, news. We have some stuff going on today. Uh, we're excited because it is a return of a contest we have not done in quite some time. It is the Battle of the Self-Proclaimed Experts. We have two Harry Potter contestants that are going to bring their wizardry skill here to our studios. We will test them upon their knowledge of the Harry Potter universe. It's only 12 questions. It's not like we're doing this grueling, no. really long, drawn-out thing. And even if you're lightly versed in that world, you'll find it entertaining because these guys, they are. St- Nick has done all the research right. on... Uh, our contestants, because he is the most uh, well-versed in that world here amongst us. And you said the passion amongst the uh, the entries was uh, was pretty intense. First of all, we got a ton of submissions, which was really cool to see. Second of all, the submissions that we got were of people who love this universe, and it means a lot to them in a lot of different respects. And uh, I'm afraid that the questions are going to be too easy for uh, these finalists, because wow. that's, how, that's how into it they are. But they're not that. the only ones. That's fine. Now, Correct me if I'm wrong, but are both contestants pretty much people who have been raised on Harry Potter? I mean, they're uh, younger, and okay. uh, uh, one of the contestants, and impressive, I'm sure you'll give the name shortly, but one of the contestants uh, has been listening to our show since she was five and been reading Harry Potter since she was uh, 10, wow. 10 or 11. So, yeah, All right. I mean, it's a huge part of her life, her entire it. life. Yeah, so, I, and listen, Nick thinks the questions are going to be too easy. I, I'm pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm yeah. not great at all. I'm reading the books right now. I couldn't get one answer correct <laughs> on even the easiest ones we think have. Of, think of the volume of work uh, of the oh, books, of the movies, yeah. and think of the minutia yeah. you could extract from that. Yeah. I'm sure the questions are formidable. The question is, though, for our experts, what kind of challenge will they be? Yeah, yes. and I've dived back into this entire universe over the last few weeks, which has been a lot of fun. But, Steve, you're so right about the minutia. There is so much to call from, yeah. which made writing the questions fun. Right. I haven't seen any of the questions, so if they want to use me as a lifeline, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Beautiful, Good. beautiful. Keep that in mind. Whatever folks. Kathy says, don't answer <laughs> that. So thing. we have uh, Lauren and Steph who are going to competing, and I got to thank Eva, our, uh, a friend of ours who's this talented artist. 
she actually she is uh, oh, sculpting as part of what she does. She made that. She made. She has her own kilns. Oh my god! And she fired a tri wizard's cup so that we're going to give away. We didn't even That's have awesome. this. No, we didn't know cool. we were going to have this as a giveaway. So the champion is going to get a tri wizard's cup here, uh, made by our friend Eva. And we'll get her information out because she's a she's an artist for hire. She's done some work for me, some custom work for me before. And uh, so we're stoked about that. So that's coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll get to that a little bit later on this morning. We've got some stuff to give away, some movie screening passes. The Suicide Squad screening is coming up, so we'll do that. Uh, and we'll find out what else we can get into Let's just today. go. Yeah, so let's take a break and come back. There was a, uh, obviously there was a, a, a very uh, tragic uh, death in the world of uh, music yesterday. You probably heard that Dusty Hill from ZZ Pop, Top Dive. We're going to touch on that. But there was also another celebrity death, unfortunately. And we'll come back with that information in the entertainment news. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, thanks, Kaz. So we are going to give away season three Star Trek Discovery on DVD for the correct answer to this question. Uh, Harriet Tubman was known by a code name to those who were seeking refuge on the Underground Railroad. What was that code name? Mm. Yeah, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know that. Harry Tubman was known by a code name with the Underground Railroad. What was that code name? Give us a call, 215-263-WMMR. Today is Thursday, July 29th. A number of interesting birthdays to pass along to you. We will begin... With a very talented musician, a gentleman by the name of Getty Lee, ah. celebrates his birthday today. Uh, Getty turns sixty-eight years old, and you know what? I, I watch uh, when I'm in YouTube. It's like Casey watching stuff with fish. Sure. I watch, yes. I, I watch, you watch Rush, Rush videos, interviews, things like that, performances all the time. And I always find that's what's so great about YouTube is you can find things that have been out there for ages that you never knew about. Sure. And I was watching these extended uh, videos of them from, uh, they did a thing called um, Rush in Rio when they played in uh, South America. And uh, so I watched these extended interviews with, with Getty. He's just, he's as Canadian as you can get. He's just like the <laughs> nicest guy in the world. And kind of a Renaissance guy with yeah. what he's into. He's a, a massive wine aficionado yeah. and uh, baseball as well, right? Baseball's a huge passion for him. We, we told you about a story he donated to the Negro League yeah. uh, Museum. Uh, he said he had some autographed balls for them, and they thought they'd get like eight or ten. Right, yeah. He sent over 300 <laughs> autographed baseballs that he had collected from the Negro League, which is a very, very important part of baseball history. Absolutely. And, and the museum created essentially the Getty Lee wing <laughs> of the museum. And you'll see this gentleman, the curator of the museum, going, He's like, I didn't really know Rush before. I love Rush now, you know. So because yeah. you, cool. you naturally think, oh, so put him in a box and send him to us. Yeah, yeah. So he's sixty-eight yeah. years old today. Love that guy. Uh, another guy that we love to death, Ken Burns, also turns 
68 years old today, and I remember the first time he was ever a guest here, I had asked him if he had seen the get the uh, the Rush documentary because yeah. it had just right, come out. Right, He's right. like, no, and I want to see that. So I sent him a copy of it. The great thing about Ken Burns that we've had him in, I think, at least once, maybe twice, when there were, like, Club gay dancers behind him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was the best. Uh, yeah. He loved it, too. He was yeah. laughing. He uh, what a what a, uh, what a talented uh, documentarian. Uh, so he turns uh, 68 years old today. A great Ken Burns. Uh, Patty Scalfa. We were just oh, talking yeah. about her the other day. There was uh, some Springsteen news. And uh, she, of course, is longtime wife now and member of the E Street Band. It's got to uh, be decades now at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she turned 68 as well, so all three of them are 68 so far. Uh, it's also Will Wheaton's birthday today. Oh, yes. Speaking of uh, Star Trek, which we're giving away is a stupid question, a uh, prize from there, but uh, Star Trek Next Generation. And Stand By Me, of course. Yeah. And was he, before that, he was a, uh, he was on soap operas and stuff as a kid, I think he was, he? yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of bounced around and did the circuit, he had a few commercials. Yeah. And hit big with The Next Generation, though. Yeah. His character was pretty reviled uh, at the beginning. I, it's the way they wrote it. And I it was, guess so. And it was dumb. They, they made him, you know, they made him the sort of cocky kid. And then when they tamped it down and evolved the character a little bit, he became one of the fan favorites. Absolutely. Yeah. I loved him on there. But, uh, yeah, he was a super genius as a kid. Yeah. Uh, and a member of the uh, of the uh, the crew on the Enterprise. And his, uh, he was in a constant battle with Sheldon on Big Bang Theory. Oh, that's right. And then they right. eventually became friends. It was great. He was real life. Will Wheaton real, show, Yes, right? Will yeah. Wheaton. I said you ought to be nicer to Will Wheaton. You mean Will Wheaton? Yes, Will Wheaton. Why are you saying it like that? Well, I'm just saying you should be nicer to Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton seems like a nice guy. Say wheat. Wheat. Now, say Will Wheaton. 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 Hey, did you hook up with Whoopi Goldberg on the show? All the time. All the time. He's 49. Tony Sirico, Polly Walnuts. From the Sopranos turns uh, 79 years old today. He's one of the guys where you think, maybe that guy was in a mob. <laughs> He's right? got a uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's stuff that happened in Tony's past. Maybe that guy was in a mob. He's not acting at all. <laughs> uh, so Paulie Walnuts uh, turns uh, 79 today. I like to run. Uh, Steve, it's also Allison Mack's birthday. Yes. What's been going on in her life? wonder how she's celebrating behind bars. Uh, Smallville, uh, she was Chloe on there. And, of course, she was uh, one of the main people in that Nexium cult, whatever you want to call it, uh, and getting women branded and the whole deal, man. Part of the brand included her initials as well. Right. Uh, And she was the one that wanted to... So she played like the nicest girl next door on Smallville. I I thought she was adorable. And then when it all broke that she was one of the main architects of all this, you know, full Steve Martin, the jerk head spin around. Yep. She's 39 today. Uh, Tim Gunn, actor, or no, I'm sorry, reality TV star fashion consultant from Project Runway. Uh, He is 68. That's the fourth 68-year-old birthday we've had You know, he started as a bare-knuckle boxer. Oh, my God. And he really... And then he went into fashion. Just switched gears. Yeah, changed his deal. Okay, there you go. Those are your birthdays worth mentioning. Everyone was 68 today. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Harriet Tubman was known by a code name within the Underground Railroad. What was that code name? 215-263-WMMR. Our first caller in was Ruben, so I'm going to go to him. Hey, Ruben, good morning. Good morning. I am the god of hellfire. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you Ruben. Ruben, what's the answer? Is it Moses? Moses. Yes. You're correct, Ruben. Hang on. 
And we, sir, are going to give you Star Trek uh, Season 3, Discovery, Star Trek Discovery, on DVD. Must have collection includes deleted scenes, behind the scenes, featurettes, and cast interviews. You can own it now on Blu-ray, DVD, uh, limited edition steelbook from uh, CBS and Paramount Home Entertainment. All right, we're going to dive right into this. Unfortunate and terrible news in the world of music. Yesterday, I'm sure you heard about this, but ZZ Top's bassist for over 50 years, the great Dusty Hill, died in his sleep um, on July 27th. He was 72 years old. His cause of death is unknown at this point, but... Isn't that how you want to go, though? Uh, yes, in your sleep, in your right. sleep. Yeah. I do. Just go to bed for the night. So, in fact, tonight. No, no. <laughs> Stop. No. <laughs> no cause of death, but on uh, July 21st, the band had posted that he was on a short detour back to Texas to address a hip issue. Mm. The band canceled last night's show in Simpsonville, South Carolina, and stated that per Dusty's wishes, they will carry on with his tech, Elwood Francis, assuming the bass duties. I thought for sure when I heard this news that... That's it. They're done. They're one of the longest-running bands, maybe the longest in rock history, to have all of the original members still together. And a trio. Yeah. And to Uh, never break up, too, right? No. Yes. No. And, and, And the thing is, is that... Now he doesn't. He's not responsible for the bulk of the vocals, right? On no, most, like Tush, yeah, I think yeah. is one of the only right. songs that he sang on. Um, but you know, I mean, he's just he's, he's the pulse of the yeah, band. You know? Yeah, for God's sake. Uh, so surviving members, uh, Bill Gip, Billy Gibbons and uh, Frank Beard issued a statement mourning their friend and bandmate, saying we are saddened by the news today that our compadre Dusty Hill has passed away in his sleep at his home in Houston. Uh, we, along with the legions of ZZ Top fans around the world, will miss your steadfast presence, your good nature, and enduring commitment of providing that monumental bottom to the top. Uh, we will forever be connected to that blue shuffle in sea. Oh, I know what that means. Uh, you will be missed greatly, amigo. So that blue shuffle in sea, what that means, because I watched the documentary yeah. about them, the first time the three of them got together... They had no plan or anything like that. It was very informal. And Billy says, well, why don't we just play a shuffle and see? Uh. So they started, and they played for three hours right. without stopping. Right. A blue shuffle and see. So that's what that's a reference to. Um, so we, we have some audio. I think you, you want to revisit this later Yeah, we'll on, come right? back yeah, to we'll it because back. I've got a lot of stuff I mean, to get to. So we'll, we'll, easy top. we'll spend some time yeah. uh, talking about that. But he had he had a, a, a tough run like the past five years as far as his, uh, his hip? physical health yeah. went. Well, just his hip and his shoulder and a right. bunch of other things. So that's sad news. And then on top of that, another one, and I guess you would call him a celebrity. He became a celebrity. Ron Popeil, yeah. the infomercial icon who popularized the catchphrase, set it and forget it, for the Showtime rotisserie oven, has died. He was 86 years old. He passed away in Los Angeles. Uh, they released an issue from his, uh, they, they uh, re- issued a statement from his representative that said he lived his life to the fullest and passed in the loving arms of his family. The father of the television infomercial, Ron Popeil, was a trailblazer. He rose from a modest upbringing, upbringing in a fractured home to become a ubiquitous name and face in direct-to-consumer marketing and inventing. Uh, no cause of death was given for him as well, but according to TMZ, he had died after experiencing a severe medical emergency on Tuesday. I think it's worth uh, $200 million, I think. Whoa! Yeah. I mean, so, uh, in in a way, he would they would find these inventions, yeah. and he would promote them, and in other uh, devices, he was integral in the development of the device. Correct, yeah. Um, so, um, he was... Uh, he was the first, as you said, Preston, the uh, the first really in- infomercial guy 
they he started going around and um, asking TV networks, could a, w- can I simply purchase you know yeah, a, a half hour or, yeah. or, or, or 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 ten minutes or whatever and do the gig that way? And he was the first one to broker that. And I was a sucker for the Showtime Grill. Oh. I know we're going to talk about it uh, more, but that infomercial was classic Ron Popeil. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll dive into to his products and his upbringing uh, a little bit later because it's voluminous. There's, oh my there's God. a lot to get the to. The inventions alone are hilarious. He, he is the guy that created the phrase, but wait, there's more. more. Yeah, uh, he did. He's the and guy. I loved it. Oh, wow. Who did? I, mean, I was a sucker, yeah, I was a sucker for it. I sat there and watched. And we'll talk about the spray on hair and the, and the oh, yeah. uh, pocket fisherman. All yeah. that stuff was great. Oh, I remember right. the spray on hair. Yeah. All right, so we'll get to that stuff in a bit. But uh, I have a few other stories uh, that I don't want to miss. Uh, that don't want you to miss out on. Uh, this is a follow up from yesterday. Bob Odenkirk uh, is recovering. He had a heart related incident on the set of Better Call Saul. Remember, we had said yesterday that he had collapsed. On the set of uh, Better Call Saul, and uh, he was rushed to a New Mexico hospital. They were mid-scene, and he collapsed. I'm, I'm going to uh, take a guess here because he was actually in really good shape for this movie. Nobody pressed him, which just happened recently. Uh, and I'm, I'm, they probably there was a blockage or something. That I, and again, they have nothing to base that on. But that seems like a scenario where someone's in pretty good shape and just collapses mm-hmm. from a heart-related issue. Yeah. So that, that's that's what it was described yeah. as a heart-related incident. Uh, so he uh, he was got lots of well wishes. Obviously, co-stars like uh, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad, and uh, Better Call Saul's uh, Michael McKeon and and uh, Mr. Show's David Cross. Odenkirk's uh, son Nate chimed in on Wednesday night, writing, "He's going to be okay." So a statement from the actor's reps to Deadline elaborated, saying, "We can confirm that Bob is in stable condition after experiencing a heart-related incident." He and his family would like to express gratitude for the incredible doctors and nurses looking after him, as well as his cast, crew, and producers who have stayed by his side. The Odenkirks would also like to thank everyone for the outpouring of well wishes and ask for their privacy at this time as Bob works on his recovery. So his main co-star, uh, co-star is a woman named Rhea Seahorn. Right. She is so good in this show. I don't recall seeing her in anything else. Are you are you guys familiar with no, her at no, all? No, yeah, I mean, but just from this show, I don't. I agree with you, Casey. She's a great great actress, but I don't know what else she's ever been in. Seahorses, forever. <laughs> Seahorses. That's her. Was that her? Seahorse yeah, yeah. is her name. So she's she's Seahorses. You know, Odenkirk was just in a uh, an extended skit on I think you should leave. Yeah. Uh, you know the series Preston that we've been talking about the great the comedy series on Netflix, and he's he's classic Odenkirk, and he he pulls off those long drawn out bits better than anyone. It's hilarious. At the time of the incident, uh, he was in the middle of filming the sixth and final season of Better Call Saul. So I'm sure there'll be a few more updates uh, as we go along. Mila Kunis regrets. Telling Ashton Kutcher <laughs> that he can't go to space. Ah. Uh, earlier this month, that 70s show actor revealed to Mashable that he had his... Did you think I was going to say regret saying that they don't that wash they their don't kids? They don't wash their kids. That's yeah. exactly yeah. what I thought. No. Uh, that he had a ticket to ride in one of Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic flights, but uh, gave it up after Kunis told him that it wasn't a smart family decision. Uh, she told people that he had told her about the ticket when uh, they first, decision. when they first started dating, but didn't demand he sell it until after she had their second child in 2016. All right, she remembered telling him, "I was so hormonal, and I was like, you can't, you're gonna die, uh, the <laughs> you're things, gonna die, the out things there. gonna explode, and you're gonna die, and you're gonna leave me and the babies." 
Uh, she added that the uh, as, as a Star Trek fan, she regrets not letting him go and said, I want everybody to know that I probably would have let him go to space now, but now it's too late. Because he had a ticket and then he gave it up. They're going up again. Yeah, you but know? he's got to get in line. I now. know. You know, he had I tickets, know. Well, so. maybe they'll make a special accommodation. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Henry Winkler, this is really sweet, and almost everything involving Henry Winkler is really sweet. He called a woman that he hasn't seen in more than 60 years to wish her a 101st happy birthday, and there's a little story behind this. So Natalie uh, Leibovitz Zadenberg, uh, the event sales manager at Tavern on the Green, uh, told Page Six that her grandmother, Florence Keller, lived in the same building as the Happy Day star in the 1950s when he was about 10 years old. Uh, so Leva Bidzadenberg said, my grandmother has Alzheimer's, but whenever she watches TV and he comes on, she goes, it's Henry. And she gets very excited. That's cool. Sometimes she doesn't remember us, so it's really special that she just she remembers him. It, it, it fires something in yes. her brain. So she shared her grandmother's story with a private Facebook group full of high-profile publicists and editors. They managed to get in touch with Henry Winkler, and he called her. She said that... that Did he call up as Henry or Fonzie? She remembers him as Henry. So uh, the granddaughter told the outlet he called. He was lovely. He just said that he wished her a happy birthday and said he appreciates that we have followed his his career this whole time. Uh, She said they spoke about for five minutes, and we were all really excited. That's awesome. Isn't that great? Very cool. I love it. Hey, this is not so great, but she's doing better. Ruby Rose landed in the ER after having complications from surgery. And the 35-year-old former Batwoman actress shared the news to her Instagram story Tuesday saying that she called an ambulance to take her to the hospital, but it took hours for the paramedics to find an ER that would actually admit her. Why? Uh, She revealed they've been rejecting people all night, and my case was quite serious. Uh, we stuck it out for a little bit longer, and we were lucky enough to get accepted by a hospital after a bit of a standoff. They should have taken her to Nobu. Uh, she eventually <laughs> admitted, yeah, they probably yeah, let got her in quicker, right in. Yeah. Uh, and she gets some great food. Uh, so, no, she was eventually admitted and treated, but placed uh, with, uh, pleaded with fans to get vaccinated in order to prevent others from being rejected at the emergency room door. So I don't know if she's unvaccinated or what. Uh, but that was apparently an issue when it came to getting in. But she's doing better now. Uh, so uh, Lucy Liu is finally addressing the longstanding rumors over her clash with co-star Bill Murray on the set of Charlie's Angels. Now, hardly a week goes by on this show where we're not talking about Lucy Liu's legendary battles. With right. Well, I, I just remember... heard about this for the first time the other day. <laughs> no, I remember it when, yeah, the, when yeah. the movie was uh, being filmed. Uh, it was, you know, it was a long time ago. It was 20 years well, ago. and that's the rumor as to why he, Bill Murray, left and they brought in Bernie Mac. Yeah, so while the film is fondly remembered for its physics-defying, ass-kicking fun reports of a behind-the-scenes feud between Lucy Liu and Murray have uh, popped up over the years with an account of their fight going viral on Twitter earlier this month. So it's resurfaced yes. recently. So speaking, speaking on the Los Angeles Times podcast, Asian Enough, on Tuesday, Lou finally shared her side of the story, confirming that Bill indeed verbally attacked her on the set becoming after becoming frustrated during rehearsal for a scene. Uh, she said we had taken the weekend to rework that particular scene, and Bill Murray was not able to come because uh, he had to attend some family gathering. Uh, so it was everyone else, and we just made the scene more fluid, she said. As filming for the scene began, uh, she said Murray started to sort of hurl insults her way, 
and kept going on and on. And his anger caught her off guard, given that she had, quote, the least amount of privilege in terms of creatively participating on the film, which uh, was co-produced by Drew Barrymore's company, Flower Films. She said, I was like, wow, he seems like he's looking straight at me. Uh, I couldn't believe that it could be towards me because what do I have to do with anything majorly important at the time? Uh, So I say, I'm so sorry. Are you talking to me? And clearly he was because then it started to become a one-on-one communication. She said, if you confront me, I will attack. And that's exactly what happened because it was unjust and it was uncalled for. Now, we know that he has been, uh, years ago, he was known to be very cantankerous and difficult to work with. The belief is that's eased up a lot lately, but this would be at the height of the time when he's being accused of this stuff. Absolutely. This is this is a common yep. tale of Bill Murray. Uh, she said, um, while she remembers the moment very intimately, she didn't go into the specifics of his alleged attacks, only describing his language as inexcusable and unacceptable. Uh, she said, I stood up for myself, and I don't regret it, uh, because no matter how low on the totem pole you may be or wherever you came from, there's no need to... Con- condescend or to put other people down. Didn't this end up with both of them having a sword fight in a Zen garden as <laughs> snow slowly fell? <laughs> no, I think that was her and Uma Thurman. Oh, yes. Kill Bill, yes, yes, right. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, despite Murray's <laughs> outburst, which Lou said was witnessed by the cast and crew, the press automatically thought that the woman was the difficult one as news stories surrounding the event painted her in a negative light. Uh, but still, she says that she doesn't hold a grudge against Murray, who opted not to return for the sequel, Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, like Steve was saying. You! Three years later, uh, she said, I have nothing against Bill Murray at all. I've seen him since then at an SNL reunion, and he came up to me and was perfectly nice. But I'm not going to sit there and be attacked. Uh, she has, however, stayed close to both Drew Barrymore and Cameron Diaz with uh, her former co-stars cheering her on. Uh, at her Hollywood Walk Fame ceremony, which was back in 2019. The trio also reunited on the inaugural episode of the Drew Barrymore Show and reflected on their 20-plus year bond. There's So the scene from Kill Bill's up on the screen here in the studio. And this is the music from yeah, the Yeah, it's scene. great. And the, the exchange when she gets... She gets a little carried away and thinks Uma Thurman is not as formidable. Uh-huh. And then she, in, in mid-battle, I I apologize mm-hmm. when she reassesses her capabilities. It's so great. Yep, absolutely. All right, so the television show Arthur, uh, the PBS children's show based oh. on the books by Mark Brown, what? I was thinking Arthur, like, with... Uh, Dudley Moore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, it's a TV show. I forgot about that. It's uh, about a drunken uh, animated character. This will wrap on its 25th season. Did you ever watch? Or did your kids ever watch a Arthur? A little bit, but it was never a favorite of yeah. ours. But yeah, we watch it from time to time. Not enough to where I really remember all the characters or anything like that. I mean, I, I actually thought the series had ended a long time ago, and they're just showing like yeah. old ones, but it's been on for 25 years. One of the show's writers uh, broke the news on the Finding D- DW podcast. I think DW is one of the characters on Arthur. Is anybody remember? Uh, I'm, I'm not familiar. Uh, it's according. one of those shows that just kind of existed in the background. Yeah, yeah. I was watching it's, pornography. It's surprising that it hung around for that long because, uh, you know, I, I have three kids. It was it was probably something that had been on my television at one point or another, but it was nothing that my kids pined after. You know, I want to say that one of the like his sisters was DW, or maybe I'm off. If anybody knows, text in and let me know. According to Kathy yep, Waugh... you're right, Preston. D.W. Reed. Okay, there you go. All right. Uh, Kathy Waugh, the show actually wrapped production on the series' final episode two years ago. 
Hmm. Oh. Um, IGM reports that uh, season 25 will premiere in the winter of 2022. But a lot of people, there's a... Uh, a There's big... a surge of people that are upset about this yes. because it was a big part of their childhood. You know, I mean, absolutely. Uh, with PBS. We didn't really spend a whole lot of time with PBS. We were more Nickelodeon. Well, that kids were it, that was hitting its stride when your kids were around there. Yes. For now, for us years ago, and oh, even I was, you know, that was it? Yeah, Sesame Street. But I was older than you know. At that time, I was what I was. 42. No. Uh, but yeah, in my household as a kid, PBS, right. it was all Sesame Street and the Electric right, Company right, and, right. and, and uh, Mr. Rogers, and those are all on PBS. And then everything now, there's just a wealth oh of, of entertainment. Mm. Arthur is a uh, aardvark? Is that the deal? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, after 25 years, they are hanging that up. Jennifer Garner has struck a multi-picture deal with Netflix, including a sequel to Yes Day. Did anybody see that? Yes, yeah, yeah, I was cute. It was I enjoyed really cute. it. Was yeah. it about? He has to say. Um, no, the kids. The, the kids. The parents are not going to say no to the kids all day. So whatever the kids ask right. for, it's a yes. Okay. Uh, the actress said in a statement because I was thinking of the uh, the Jim Carrey movie. Yes, uh, man. Yes, yes man. man. Right, That's yeah. It, yeah. And he can't say no to right, anybody. Right. Yeah. So the actress said in a statement shared with Deadline, I had the most gratifying creative experience bringing Yes Day to life. Uh, See Netflix's global reach as the Torres family wreaked havoc in homes all over the world makes me eager to dive in with another day of Yes. And I can't wait. (laughs) She said, I'm grateful for Netflix's continued support and look forward to mixing it up across the board with this partnership. Look. Jennifer Garner could be the perfect woman. Kind of interesting how she, um, you know, her ex-husband is all over paparazzi pages all the time. And she just kind of stays quiet and lives her life. And, you know, even if she's dating somebody, it's not front page news. But, you know, Ben's on the yacht with Jennifer Lopez rubbing her ass. Grabbing her ass. She has found a way to... She's such a level-headed person. For sure. uh, And she's found a way... Like, I follow her on Instagram. And, like, there was... her, I guess her dad has a farm or whatever. Yeah, she yeah. goes out and runs the equipment, and she's out on the tractor and stuff. And it's no, she's clearly level watching her doing that stuff. And I would credit her, and I bet you he would as well. Ben Affleck with bringing him back around after his sobriety lapse. Yeah, I fell in love with her. The uh, thirteen and uh, was it thirteen yeah. going yeah. on thirty? Uh, just adorable. Did you watch Peppermint? It, Peppermint, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah, yeah. There was uh, it was it was fun watching her be a badass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see, Joe Manganiello. <laughs> Goddamn name. Uh, True Blood star has yeah. joined AMC's six-episode uh, space drama Moonhaven. Uh, the suspense thriller centers on Bella Sway, a lunar cargo pilot and smuggler 100 years into the future who finds herself accused of crime and marooned on Moonhaven. I wonder if he'll get a chance to play Deathstroke, you know, because obviously he was in Zack Snyder's Justice League cut. He was, you know... Uh, a little bit more, uh, and he'd be great. I mean, he physically looks like the dude. It'd be great if he could follow through on that. Uh, Manganiello or Manganiello. Manganago. Manganago. <laughs> what's uh, What's Army of the Dead Lost Vegas, Steve? Uh, it is, yeah, it is an, a series. It's an animated series. Okay, he's, uh, in, he's in that. Okay. So right. uh, he'll continue to work, I guess, in that universe. Yeah, so it, there was the Army of the Dead, then Army of Thieves, which is premiering soon. Okay. That's the thing we did the panel at the you know, for the Comic-Con with Zack Snyder and, and uh, Deborah Snyder. And so there's there's a, there there are a list of projects. Basically it's world building now. There's going to be a ton of stuff with Army of the Dead and uh could be happier. Uh he will play the series regular role of Tom Schultz, an ex-military man with a philosophical bent who serves as the right hand of the lead Earth diplomat to the moon. It's your standard story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right, and then we'll do one more quick thing. Um, Chris Harrison is, excuse me, feeling good after about uh, life after the match, and he hopes we are too. Uh, the and I hope you are too. Uh, the I am feeling. I am feeling good, and I hope you are too. <laughs> We caught up with Chris outside of Nobu. Chris, how you feeling? I am feeling good, and I hope you are too. <laughs> Why are you talking that way? What did I... you have inside of Nobu? What am I talking about? <laughs> I am talking about the need to eat pizza. Need to eat pizza. I am. <laughs> I am talking about this. This is what I'm talking about. Hey, have you, you can heard hear the latest talking Joe... about this? What about Joe Satriani? <laughs> this cat really knows how to play guitar. Watch out for him. <laughs> no Enough of this shit chat. That's the latest news. Let's get on to the latest rock. I feel like in that one, in that one, that's the latest news. Let's get on. Like I should kind of be shaking my head, <laughs> yeah, all yeah, yeah. like wobbling in. Yeah, let's get on to the latest rock. If you want to hear that There's... kind, that kind of delivery still exists, and it's, it was a standard. That's a standard way of a time. If you watch no. extra, the uh, extra, extra, right. They all are, it's such a Ron Burgundy delivery oh. that they all have, because it's all entertainment news. The best representation of what I'm doing, if you want to see it, is is Howard Stern's movie, Private oh, Parts. It's great. In the early part of his career, he's on the microphone, <laughs> and he's shaking his shoulders. <laughs> he's talking. Yeah. I was in the movie theater. I went to see it late, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's run, so it's like me and two other people. I'm howling in laughter. <laughs> Nobody else is laughing, yeah. because it was all radio humor, and, uh-huh. and it, it, only if you have worked in the business would you really really get a kick out of it and i just <laughs> fell on the floor well, as i said oh. private parts is the citizen cane of, of, of the radio, radio industry radio. yeah all right anyhow uh he who were you talking about chris harrison chris harrison is feeling good what is he he about? <laughs> yeah, but he's what am i talking about mm-hmm. i am talking about the need to eat pizza uh the television personality told tmz that he's doing great and that he wishes everyone the best in particular, he mentioned that he is thrilled to have his Monday nights back because it allowed him to celebrate his 50th birthday with family and friends. And he was helping his daughter sell some Girl Scout cookies. Those oh. are the best tasting little morsels I have ever had in my life. <laughs> That's our little walk down memory lane. Okay, we're ready for clips. Now. Yay! Let's do those, all right. <laughs> uh, Paris Hilton has her very own cooking show called Cooking with Paris. Yeah! <laughs> And here the socialite turned at-home chef talks about the special kind of intimacy that comes from cooking with her friends. Here we go. It was just so much fun just to be here at my house, in my kitchen with my friends. You know, usually when I'm with my friends, we're either at an event or a party or, you know, some social activity, which is completely different than being in the kitchen because it's just the both of you and you talk about things that you normally wouldn't talk about. Paris, hurry. Take down the wiener. Uh, Nick has pulled up her Instagram account. I'm looking at this right now. And she, uh, you only see one side of her face Mm -hmm. all the time in every picture. Really? Unless she's looking straight at the, well, there's one that might be reversed, but she makes sure that the right side of her, that must be what she considers to be her good side. I do not find her sexy at all. Really? Uh, I I feel like she's actually gotten sexier in her old age. Yeah. Well, I, she's matured well. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's not to say I, she has I, I don't. So it's, it's just her. Yeah. yeah. You know, her, the whole thing I, is why I'm with you, what, Steve. What is it? What, was, what did we find out? Is this 
A sliving. Sliving, which yeah. is slaying and, and living, living at the living. same time. Yeah, she's a slunt. Yeah, she's <laughs> a complete slunt. So she's still trying to make little catchphrases like that work. And they're catching on instantly. That's hot. That's hot. Uh, uh, cooking with fetch work. Cooking with Paris uh, starts streaming August 4th on Netflix. Here's the next clip. For the upcoming Suicide Squad, director James Gunn will enter into the DC Universe after working exclusively for Marvel. And in this clip, he talks about his ultimate crossover film. Here we go. Well, I would do, I would really be happy to do a a Harley Quinn and Groot movie. That would be (laughs) exciting for me. And not only have I thought about that, but I've actually talked about that to the heads of both Marvel and DC. But, you know, it's like they... You know, everybody's open to everything, but whether anything would ever happen, who knows? Uh, Suicide Squad premieres in theaters, begins streaming on HBO Max uh, starting August 5th. And Steve, you said the advance. 98% on RottenTomatoes.com getting rave reviews. And what they're saying is what he was able to do with Guardians. Uh, and make make it work. So this is, so Suicide Squad is Guardians, a lot more bloody. A lot quirkier. They, the critics are all saying you, there aren't as endearing these characters, but they're hilarious. Okay, good. Then he's taking the right spin right, on it. Right. Um, excellent. So uh, that is, like I said, HBO Max uh, starting August 5th and in theaters. If you would like to go to a screening of this movie that apparently is going to be awesome, we got you covered. Because on Tuesday, we have uh, a screening at 7 p.m. at the AMC Fashion District. And I tell you what. We'll take uh, we'll take six callers right now, and we will give you those passes. First six callers, 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call right now. We'll put you on that list, and you will be good to go. And you go to I think you can go to WMMR.com. Uh, Casey, no, maybe. Does it say on there? Never mind. Just keep listening to us for your chance to win tickets. Do it now. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. we got a full show ahead, and we're doing the return of the battle of the self-proclaimed experts, which will be a little bit after 8 o'clock. I'm expecting a battle royale. Harry Potter. I brought my wand. Oh, yes, Just you in did. Case things and get out of so touch. did yeah. Nick. Thank you. We'll take a break and be right back. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, Case, I'm sorry, uh, you just took a bite. You wanted to do a, uh, a shard out. He's eating an apple. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's for someone who passed away as well. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd so, mentioned, by the way, while you're getting your info yeah. ready, this uh, this gentleman, Rob Giannotti, had apparently was only diagnosed with cancer like six weeks ago. It was like it happened very, very quickly. And they, there were no symptoms ahead of time or anything like that. So the family's really... Uh, Really torn up about that, I can imagine. What was the one you wanted so to So this mention? is actually from our buddy R.C. Um, okay. R.C. said, hey, I'm looking to get a birthday. Oh, it wasn't a death. It's, it's a birthday shard. That's well, the same thing. Well, you told so, me earlier. It was a t- well, here's the deal. Okay. You, you can understand. It was the death of another year of this person's life. You have to understand, this gentleman is 93 okay. years old and a World War II veteran. Well, Rock there, on. there so, you go. So you can understand why I would maybe misremember uh, what this shard out was for. Uh, so, uh, anyway, this is um, R.C.'s old neighbor, turned 93 years old. I believe this was on uh, Sunday or Monday. His name is Norman Douglas of Springfield, Delaware County. He joined the Navy at just 17 years of age, served our country during World War II. He settled, uh, settled down 59 years ago in Springfield with his wife and three kids who all attended Cardinal O'Hara High School. He's still living in his home with his wife. Uh, as and he says, R.C. says, as a child who grew up across the street from Douglas, the Douglas family, it was an honor and a joy to spend the day celebrating with them. All right. So give my sincerest of regards to the gang. 
Uh, and uh, so this is a shard out for 93-year-old Norman Douglas. Stormin' Norman. My yep. dad went in, same sort of thing. Yeah. A rare breed. So it, awesome. My grandfather, hey. he uh, he went in at 16. And uh, this was, uh, anyway, sorry, we'll, we'll talk about this off yes, air. I, yeah. I, I, and I have a good impressive. recipe for How's RC doing? He's doing well. Um, yeah, he's Excellent. doing great. Good to hear about him. Great. Uh, real quick, I'll do another uh, shout-out and then move on what we're going to get to. This is, a, hey, I'm requesting a shout-out for my girlfriend, Lauren, and I around August 4th. Well, we're at Ralph uh, next week, so we're not going to be able to do this. So we are both longtime listeners and have been listening since Y100 Days uh, to my bus driver's radio. Ah. Uh, Lauren is a daily a religious podcast listener. And we got it, recently got a home together. I want to thank her for all the love, support, and understanding, especially putting up with all the farts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are forever quoting your show and greeting each other with, uh, hey, uh, hey, Baba. Uh, both hey, Baba. Of, uh, oh, hey, Baba. Yeah. Okay. Uh, both of uh, her <laughs> and you all bring me happiness every day. You guys rock. That's from Jeremy Minker. So here's a shard out. Uh, did they uh, say that they fought in World War II? Yes, they okay, fought in World right. War II as well. So it Amazing. all comes all right. full circle. Hey, listen, um, we, we had touched on this in the entertainment report. Terrible, terrible news yesterday. From the world of ZZ Top, uh, bassist Dusty Hill passed away. Uh, he had been with the band for over 50 years. So yes. All three of them have been with the yep. band for over 50 years. This Amazing. is him singing, by the way, one of the few songs that he sang in the band. But... I don't know why he didn't sing more songs. He's got a great voice. He does have a great voice. He is definitely suited to a type of song. Yeah. Um, There is a documentary on Netflix. It came out maybe a year or so ago. Um, Chuck had pleaded with me to watch it. I started watching it a few weeks ago, and I started watching it late in the day, and we had to work the next day, so I, I finished about... I only watched about half of it and meant right. to get back to it, and I need to, but thoroughly enjoyed uh, watching and hearing about the the origin of the band because when when they were getting together, like uh, psychedelia was kind of the big thing, yeah, and they were playing in these bands that you would not expect <laughs> the members ZZ of ZZ yeah. Top to be in, uh, and it was kind of funny to watch how this sound came together and they never really they never consider themselves a blues band um they gave credit to the great blues masters like Howlin' Wolf right. and, and all the names that you know Robert Johnson and all the people that were the 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 uh uh the real forefront of of the blues groups in fact they they eventually got on a tour with some of those greats and uh I think they were the only white group on the on the tour but they started. They started for this show, and but they were they 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 uh, uh, they were not shunned once they started playing. Yeah. They were like, oh yeah, people could see these guys can play. They were a contradiction to the way the music was going at the time, and yes. they were embracing older style of blues and, and rock. Uh, and and I, I read that too, Preston, uh, that they they never classified themselves as such. Yeah, but they were a lot more versatile. And I I love the like, the Afterburner album. Yeah. Which has songs that are a couple of them that are not really typical ZZ Top songs that they pull off quite nicely. Yeah, uh, but uh, I also it was also cool that they they played the barbecue and that people yeah. who hadn't been exposed to them <laughs> in a while got to see them. It's just a couple of years ago. Yeah, and uh, you know, a legendary band. So in this documentary, because first I watched it as well. Um, so uh, Billy Bob Thornton was friends with them. Yeah, right, of course he is. And, yeah. and so I felt the same exact way when I saw them walking through the hallways backstage. Like, like it's like looking at 
like meeting Bugs Bunny in real life. That's what Billy Bob Thornton yeah, yeah, said. Yeah. He yeah. said it was like it was like seeing Bugs Bunny, <laughs> but in real life. Yeah. I mean, like because they had this persona, the, these kind of characters that they were, uh-huh. and the videos, and You'd yeah. see, you know, all yeah, that. Yeah, especially once they got to Eliminator, yeah. uh, that album, and then they started doing that whole thing with this mythos behind yeah. them. But the uh, what was interesting and Dusty uh, was just a in the pocket blues guy, man. I mean, did that bottom end is just it's nothing crazy fancy, but it is precisely what that music calls for. And what a talent! And those three together were the right guys to get together. But um, in this documentary, if you get a chance to watch it, uh, the real forming of ZZ Top came when, and I've forgotten their producer's name. But they, he said, we need to, we need to. Well, there were two guys that were integral: their, their producer, and then they got a publicist. Uh, but they, um, they wanted to find the signature sound, and eventually they found it in the studio with crunchier, bigger sounding guitars. Yeah, the blues hadn't been played that way really uh, to to the way ZZ Top did it with this unique sounding Billy Gibbons guitar up yeah. front like that, and they and they really made that create their sound. But once this publicist came in and said, we need to. We need to find something special about these guys. And so after he started researching them, and he was a New York guy, yeah, he realized, he goes, I did not know that Texas is a country unto itself. <laughs> yes, it's true, yeah. Until he got down there, and he's like, that's what we need to focus on. We need to focus on Texas. Oh. And so they started... Um, at their shows, they eventually started bringing out, like, they had, like, a live bull on stage. <laughs> and they had, uh, you know, vultures, live yeah. animals and stuff that would be a part of this kind of traveling circus thing that they made it into. The music uh, upon itself was was doing what it needed to be. People liked the music, but they needed something bigger, and they created this whole circus thing about their shows. Now, these guys aren't really dynamic on stage as far as jumping around, throwing no, their guitars, no. and, and doing things like that. Uh, but they have a unique look about them, and then they started focus on this whole Texas thing, and that's when it started taking off. Is it uh, Bill Ham? Is that who it was? Might have manager been. for a stretch. Press Ham. When did... Uh, I don't think so. When did... Um, Jesus just left Chicago. Came out. When do they? I don't know. Seventies. Here's, here's the thing about ZZ Man. I, I know so much of their music, but I never really b- took an album and and spent all my time listening from you know side A, side B, the whole thing, and learning. Okay, that's the record where Jesus just saved Chicago. Right. And that, one, to... that one is the one with cheap sunglasses, and that one's the one with pearl necklace, and that one's the one with Tush. I just know all the songs. The radio station that I grew up listening yeah. to played a ton of ZZ Top. Yeah, likewise. Way before Eliminator, and they hit in the 80s. And so I was well-versed in the songs, but I didn't know the albums that well. I, that's my favorite song by them. I, I love the MTV stuff as well, and those videos hooked me. But going back now and listening to it, like that blues riff... Uh, gets me the most, yeah. Well, the albums, I'm looking at the list of the albums that goes back to ZZ Top's first album, 1971. Then Fandango, 75. Now, Rio Grande Mud. Trey Sombres came out in, in 73, right. and that's what had uh, Jesus Just Left Chicago on it. 73. Yeah. Yeah, and, and think about that versus the other type of bluesy rock that was out at that time. Almond Brothers and... and uh, Which is great, but... But this this sound, whatever it was, they did in the studio, and it's just three guys yeah. sounded even bigger than that stuff. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, well, and it's, it's the way it's executed, as you said, with a more prominent, crunchier guitar. Uh, I, I, to me, the story that I love is the fact that you have these three these three artists again. Yeah. I never really remembered, and maybe I'm way off base. You watch the documentary, Preston. If there was infighting, they they just seem to be a straight ahead rock band. 
and uh, so, and had great success. So not really finishing it. Um, Chuck told me, you know, you need to watch the whole thing. Yeah. It starts getting really, really good. Frank Beard had a really big drug problem. Oh yeah, uh, and he is freely admits it. He's like, oh god, we're just doing cocaine all the time, you know. Right. Um, off, off of the uh, the vulture and the bull, and uh, and so uh, I I don't think there was ever any problem personality wise with each other. I think right. these guys were just close buds forever. I told you guys about the meet and greet that I had with them one yeah. time. It was not uh, barbecue; it was, it was a different event, <laughs> uh, and and they had us all lined up around the outside of the room. And we waited, and we waited, and, we, and I liked ZZ Top, but I wasn't a rabid fan. And we waited, and it was like, I don't know, 45 minutes or whatever, and they finally came in, made a circle around the room, and then left the room, and yeah. then that was it. No shaking. Goodbye! No, no pictures, no handshaking, no nothing, but, you know, listen, it, it was. It was like watching these cartoon characters walk past you. We uh, have a couple of clips, Preston, if you want. There's uh, Dusty Hill talks about how he started playing bass. All right, here we go. I started playing bass when I was uh, 13 years old. My brother, Rocky Hill, played guitar, and we had a drummer. And uh, one day he informed me we needed a bass player, which meant me. Uh, I started playing that night by putting my finger on the fret. When it was time to change, my brother would hit me in the shoulder, and I <laughs> changed. <laughs> and I like this. I the, uh, the the as bandmates recall when Dusty joined. It's kind of relaying the story that you just uh, talked about, Preston. All right, here we go. It was a day that he and I were gathered together to audition bass players. And about that time, Dusty strolled up, strapped on the guitar, and uh, I think we wound up playing one song for about three hours straight. Yeah. <laughs> well, it went on and on, swear it went. Yeah, so in the documentary they cover it, it one of them just goes, well, well, why don't we just play a shuffle and see? And they started playing it, <laughs> and uh, they went for three hours, That just that jam, that whole time. And they were done, they were like, okay, this is good. Yep, this works. And you, they just knew it. That, that, and that's chemistry and, and whatever, yeah. you, and fate or whatever. And Kathy, you are talking earlier about the way you want to go out. And uh, so uh, we have Dusty Hill talking about, you know, never retiring. I've told people, I said, look, if I retired, I go, look, I, after a few months, I would be at your house singing you a song or something. <laughs> so he was doing what he wanted to do right up to the end. He reminds me of my uncle Les, who died several years ago. Same type of thing, big beard, big old drawl, talk like this, <laughs> slow. It just totally reminds me of him. Uh, but uh, what a great band! And I'm surprised to see that they they're going to continue playing uh, per his wishes, per Dusty's wishes, according to the band. Uh, their tech, Elwood Francis, had been playing, so he Dusty had apparently had some tough stuff going on, so he. Left the band's tour following a gig on July 16th in Iowa. Um, and it was back in 2016. They were forced to postpone a tour when he fractured his shoulder. He fell prior to the band's show in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, prior to that, in 2014, the band was forced to push back a string of dates after he injured his hip on the band's tour bus. Yeah. Um, and he had uh, this recurring hip problem uh, yeah. that, that may have been... Uh, a contributing factor to him dying. I don't really know. A couple of things. I'm, you know, I'm glad that he had the the foresight to establish his wishes for how the band should proceed. Mm. Um, it, it, was there any similar sort of pact with Rush Preston after uh, Neil no. died? I mean, nah, you, you, they, they, you know, it was no. Nah, their agreement was right. the, the band is us three, right, and, and will ever forever be, and that's it. But bands with the most threadbare connection back to their original version will yeah. go out on tour. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. with, with and the only guy on stage is a guy who'd once seen the band. Right. 
<laughs> right. REO Speedwagon yeah, yeah, yeah. in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a story that they relay in this doc uh, where ZZ Top came out and they were they were just moving out of Houston, so they were going they were they were front branching out to other cities and nobody knew them yet. And they showed up at a gig. Uh, and um, it's a stage that has a curtain, so they're behind the curtain. Right. Curtain comes up, one guy. (laughs) One guy, and they start to play, and the guy gets ready to leave. Yeah. And they get on the mic, they they stop, they're playing, they're, wait, dude, don't go anywhere, stay. (laughs) We will keep playing as long as you are here, because they were going to get paid, and they may as well play if they play. So the dude stayed. (laughs) He stuck around? Yes, and Billy said that... To, to, while, while this uh, in current day, he goes. That guy still shows up from time to time and says, "Remember me? I was the one guy." Oh and he goes, and he's never told us his name either. We don't know his name, no. but of course they go, "Yeah, hell yeah, we remember you." That's a great story. Yeah, and, and talk about a band who's probably got a gazillion stories. Oh my yeah. god! And there's a certain again that you talk about. So you came at it from the the uh, the band side when I was touring as as a comedian. Um, there, there is a, a thing that is a romantic aspect. There's a, a bunch of crap too, but there's something about being touring, you know, being on a tour and, 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 you know, in the limited capacity that I was, is, you know, a, a building a standup career. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even that, all that stuff is, 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 is so great in so many ways. Yes. And again, a band like ZZ Top, as you rightly point, especially where they were touring, yeah. you just know. There's a massive amount of stuff that we have yet to hear. Yeah, so it's uh, sad news that uh, that he passed. Um, we do have he, to mention Back to the Future Three because they, their scene. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was, you love that. I absolutely love <laughs> yeah. that entire scene. Yeah, yeah. It's my favorite part of the of the movie. It's not a great movie. I get it, but but it, I was so surprised in the theater. And you look it up. You're like, wait a minute. Is that ZZ Top uh-huh. in Back to the Future Three? And then they did the guitar spinning thing. It was a funny little gimmick, and yeah, it totally. I got dug that. I dug that. And in the videos they had, I guess, uh, like three Playboy playmates that were the uh, well, they the, had a, the, the, the a magical women. Ones. Yeah, there were legs, and then and then Vaginas. a short dressed man. Uh, I think there were different women okay. in those, but the, but yeah, they were they were part of the the mysterious, you know. This vehicle is, is is driven by an unseen force, and these gorgeous women get out. When they hit that, man, it exploded. Yeah. It was just, they were on top of the world uh, and just hit makers uh, with Eliminator. And Rough Boy is one of my... It's a great ballad. I love that effing song. It's a beautiful song. There's a quirky little tune they have called TV Dinners. I don't know if you yes, guys remember Yes, I remember that song. TV Dinners. Yeah. Uh, such a great band and uh, sad news about Dusty Hill. Uh, Pierre had said yesterday, I was listening to him when the news broke, uh, that he will do a workforce block today All right. of ZZ Top Music. You would so imagine, make right? Make sure that you, uh, that you tune in Is he going to do another workforce block for Ron Popeil? <laughs> Maybe, because I want to talk about him, too. So right. Ron Popeil passed away. He was 86 years old. He is the guy that essentially created the infomercial. There'd be no QVC. There'd be no Home Shopping yeah. Network. There'd be no, you know, Bowflex commercial and all that stuff that's been on since he started doing this. And he was the first. Yeah. Uh, I remember clearly those commercials as a kid. Some of them were really goofy. And, uh, like, I go back the Mr. Microphone one. Do you remember that? Yes. 
Hey, hey, good looking. Good? We'll be back to pick you up later. I remember that. <laughs> it was like a, it was yesterday, like a Bluetooth oh, microphone that connected to your car radio. Yeah, so it, you could comment on pedestrians as you were driving along. You could tune in on like a uh, on on a vacant FM frequency. Oh yeah, if your if the microphone was like right next to the <laughs> uh-huh. radio, you had to be at like, hey, yeah. I'm on the radio. <laughs> it was so stupid, but uh, people <laughs> bought it up. It's yeah. that it's that you know seen on TV. Stuff oh, uh, those those products that are maybe they'll work maybe I'll get six months out of this thing if you're lucky crap out, yeah but you buy them anyway uh-huh. and uh, a lot of it was seemed too good to be true so he obviously he came out with all of that was a big proponent of of this type of selling and then he created his own company Ronco Ronco yes Pre- presented by, by Ronco. Ronco you always hear the announcer yeah, yeah. say uh, I want to see a definitive list. Of all the products, we have a, we have a picture here of him in front of a whole bunch of their um, uh, products. And like you said earlier this morning, Steve, some of them he invented, others he found and would uh, you know buy a stake in, kind of like um, a Shark Tank. You you, exactly. you buy a stake in it. I will market this. I get this amount from it. Well, look at that. All those pre- that whole show is predicated on a Ron Popeil approach. Oh, yeah. They all come out and they do their their annoying presentation at the beginning. Let me give you a little background yeah. on him, and then we can we can talk about some of the products. He was born in New York City. Began his career as a salesman at 16. After moving to Chicago to work at a factory. Managed by his dad, Samuel, who was also an inventor and purveyor of kitchen gadgets. So he picked all that up from his dad. And I kind of I kind of agree. I don't really even cook, but I love kitchen gadgets. Uh, he began selling <laughs> products made at his father's factory at a small table on Maxwell Street and quickly honed his craft uh, by creating snappy pitches. So he was the pitch guy. By 17, he had his own stand at Chicago's flagship Woolworth store. Wow. He was working 12-hour shifts for six days a week. That's a guy who would stand at a table as yeah. people walked by, as you see in BJ's or Costco, yeah. and give you the pitch on the products and worked it. And he was 17. So yeah. he was he had the drive as yes. a kid. He knew that he wanted to make money and do it. So his his personality drew crowds. He eventually took his business on the road uh, for state fair season. Uh, however, in order to reach a wider audience all year round, he needed to think bigger. And in 1959, he took his talents to television, filming his first infomercial, and that product was called the Chopomatic. The, 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 the slapping. It's kind of like the yep, slap yep, chop. Slap okay. chop. Yeah. I guess so. The chop, love my nuts. The Chopomatic. Uh, the TV spot uh, saw huge sales for the kitchen gadget. And a Papil soon became a mainstay in late night television. Of course, the the Bassomatic was a riff <laughs> on that that Dan Aykroyd did on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, so, and, and then he formed his company Ronco in 1964. Continued distributing his his uh, own father's products as well. You know, one of his big breakout ones was the Vegomatic. The Vegomatic. So we there's a list that uh, I think Connor pulled up on the on the screen here, and there's so many so many ones. The Vegomatic, the Chopomatic. What does a Vegomatic do? Vegomatic huh? was for vegetables. Well, you're just it was chopping a, vegetables. Or well, no, juicing? no, no. It was like it was like an all over. Like, um, you know who was a big uh, a pitcher of that was a uh, was a uh, um, oh the the exercise guy um, Jack Lane. No, 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 no. Uh, not Gene Simmons. No, <laughs> Richard not Gene Simmons. Richard Simmons. Simmons. Yeah. All right, now we're gonna sweat to some oldies, <laughs> and um, I'm not gonna sweat too much. My face might slide <laughs> off. But I thank you all for coming out to my dance studio, and everyone's leotards look wonderful. In my head, I was like, it's Gene Simmons, and then as Gene was coming out of my mouth, I'm like, that's not right. No. Casey, the- your name is Bertha, and you say you're 180 pounds. Sweetheart, we're going to get you down to 120. 
I swear to God, just dance to these songs. Um, I believe the Vegematic it was almost like a blender. Okay. Um, and it was, um, uh, you could do all kinds of stuff. You could even eventually, like, make bread in it and stuff like well, that. You could go. Preston, so this is. No, that's the Chopomatic. Well, what, what does it say on top of it? It says Vegematic. It says Vegematic. Yes. Yeah. So, right, then so, I'm thinking of something else. Right. The Vegematic would be make, make thousands of Julian fries. Right. 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 <laughs> you could slice a tomato so thin it only has one side. Right. But there's Vegematic. more. Uh, yeah. So, and wait, there's more. Oh, wait, there's more. Was yeah. his his line from the uh, from from the commercials that took off the cup holders for the car? Can you put that oh list back God. up that you had, uh, Connor? Of the there was uh, uh, just a a, a so, an array of things. the smokeless ashtray. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah. Uh, his 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 most popular ones were Vegematic, the GLH nine, which GLH stood for Great Looking Hair, uh, oh which God. was spray on felt. Yep. Which it was, was a, felt. It was felt that you would spray, and it would just cover up your it. exposed and scalp. Do you remember the big pitch during the actual infomercial? Because I remember they'd have these guys there. The product built up. Uh, if you could leave the list up, that'd be great. The product built up on itself, uh, and so you'd be able to make your f- fake felt hair as prominent as you wanted. Did you ever see anybody with that hair on? I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, my dad did it. No. Uh, as as yeah. a joker for real. So my, well, my dad um, was balding very young. Like, I think right. he was even in his 20s. Like, before he even met my mom, I think he, he was balding or thinning or whatever. Anyway, so um, he tried everything. When I was a kid, like, he, he just, you know, like any man, I guess, yeah. you just want your hair back. And at one point, I remember him coming out. He had bought it, and he had sprayed it on, and we lost it. I'm sure. Oh, my God. And, I am sure. I mean, and he, he bought it, I think, legitimately to try, but I think once he put it on, he knew, so he, you know, he kind of played it up and came out and it just and oh we're not God, kidding so funny. Kathy you'll verify this it was an aerosol can and yep. it was basically yep. uh, spray on felt <laughs> and uh, and the thing is the color would never match it was like jet black uh and uh, but it was basically to, to fill in patches on the scalp uh Preston the the uh the pocket fisherman yep that was another one what? of his most popular oh, I, I had one how many overall oh, over the course of your life how many Ron Popeil a few, yeah. We, like we we got the uh, we we got the the Mr. Microphone because right. I wanted that yeah. as a precursor to my radio career, <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, another one we got, Steve. I think I got from my dad uh, for Christmas was so stupid. <laughs> it was a an attachment that you would put on the top of shaving cream, like a Barbasol shaving right, right, cream right. can, and it would heat, heat it up. up. I had one. It never worked. It never it, ne- it made it slightly warm. Yeah. It'd be like if you had the held the can- if you had the can between your thighs. That's how warm it would get. So here's some other things: the Dialomatic, the Pocket Fisherman, the Mr. Microphone, the Ronco Electric Food Dehydrator. Oh, I that was those big. Commercials. Yeah. And I was a sucker. I thought, well, you know what? Yeah, I never make food. I could dehydrate the food I'm not making. I like it'll last turkey. longer. Yeah. yeah, I like you could make turkey. Yeah. turkey. the food that I never eat, I could make last longer. <laughs> uh, the Popeil's Pasta and Sauce. Sausage maker, the Ronco Grip Spatula. Uh, so, yeah. So Ronco, that was he. He built that's that company. his company. Yeah. And Steve, is that where like eventually he made the, the hundreds of millions of dollars? Yes. Or whatever? Okay. So I think, and I, if I'm incorrect, Nick, I believe the figure I saw this morning is that at the time of death he was valued at two hundred million. Oh my goodness. Ronco Flip It, the Bagel Cutter, the Minzomatic, oh, the, the Bagel Cutter. Yes. <laughs> well, what uh, happened is a lot of times these were priced obviously to move, but what they would do is someone would swoop in and make a better version. Like there's a lot of Williams and uh, is that Williams Sonoma? Williams Sonoma, yeah. Stuff that is actually better made versions of a lot of the products that he came up with. But I, re- I don't remember the Bagel Cutter commercial, but I remember those types of commercials. Yeah. It would be like 
cutting bagels is so difficult. Mm-hmm. And then they would show people. <laughs> yeah, just, oh, my God, that hurt! Uh, like just like SNL SNL did a great riff with Kristen Wiig. Buttering toast is so hard. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Slamming their head into the wall. Right. What am I going to do? Yeah, we. I don't know what the product was, but this... Uh, it, it was like, uh, you know, using uh, Q-tips is so painful. <laughs> and guys were like shoving Q-tips into their... Ah! Yeah. I mean, the guy's like driving a railroad spike yes. into his skull. Right. Looking around is so hard. All right, here's With one. With the automatic head mover, you never have to look any direction but straight ahead. <laughs> but they build a problem where there isn't any. The automatic head mover. Yeah. Uh, here's one that I thought was so stupid. The inside the eggshell egg scrambler. Oh, that was a big, that was almost like a magic trick. That was a magic trick. Man. And I guess the whole idea behind that was you you won't get your bowl dirty when you're scrambling up or you won't get a, you won't get a fork dirty while you're scrambling your egg. Shut up. You won't get your fork dirty. Okay. (laughs) That's what it's for. Battery tester was a big thing too. The clean air machine. I don't know. The Ronco seal a meal. Seal a meal is still valid. Yep. Uh, the button ear, yes, that, which is uh, I don't know, reattach buttons, reattach buttons. All right. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Just it, almost like a, a button stapler, if you will. Right. Basically, yeah. The rhinestone and stud setter, uh, the bottle and jar cutter, uh, the mir- oh, yeah. the miracle broom. So the bo- remember the miracle broom, the bottle and jar cutter. You could cut the edge off a a jar and turn it into a drinking glass. There yeah. you go. You can do that now. Those yeah. those things uh, show up on my Instagram all the time. Like right. Mm. Uh, the pot. They had a pottery reel at one point. Uh, the Ronco spray gun. I don't know what that is. To spray your hair on. No splatter um, screen. Whipomatic. Um, a matic was a great attachment. Yes. It was a great suffix to add to uh, whatever. It suddenly became an matic. Salad washer and dryer. Was that the thing that you would oh. put in and you would spin it spin like it. a salad yeah, yeah, yeah. spinner? I yeah. have one of those right now. Do you really? Yeah, well, it, right. you don't have to use because a drying vegetables is hard. Takes forever. Oh, Steve, what was this? <laughs> Mr. Dentist. Mr. What Dentist. the hell is that? Caring for teeth is hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the record vacuum, I remember that. Yes, that was actually that would actually it actually went on the top of your vinyl and was a vacuum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he had all these. Here's one that I was looking for, and I guess it wasn't a Ronco, but one of the commercials I remember of that era clearly. Wait, here uh, were Ginsu knives. Here's Mr. Dentist Preston. It's actually a per- it looks like a precursor to a um, like a water pick. Oh. No wait, it's a uh, like it's it's like a, a buffer, a, no tooth polisher that, that yeah. the dentist yeah. uses. Yes. But there's a whole kit because there's also floss and a toothbrush, and you get a toothbrush. Oh, uh, he's using the one he used it on his dog. <laughs> and then... showed a video of him doing cleaning their dog's teeth. Oh my god! Okay, uh, but do you remember Ginsu knives? Absolutely, I, I loved Ginsu, Ginsu knives. Ginsu the sharpest yeah. from 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 steel used by samurai warriors. I remember specifically I said in Japan. This is how the commercial yeah. started. Goes in Japan, the hand can split wood like a knife, and then they <laughs> yeah. show a guy doing a, a karate <laughs> breaking. But ever tried on a tomato? And then they would show a guy splattering a tomato <laughs> yeah. by doing a karate chop on yes. it. You need the new Ginsu knives. And they would always give you a free bamboo steamer. 
And if you call now, but wait, there's more. Right, and they Operators always, are standing by. They would always use a comparison or an uh, uh, something analogous that they would perceive. Using a toothbrush to clean your teeth is great, but trying to drive nails with one is useless. Yes, yeah. exactly. How about a hammer? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, he's right. But they're cutting, he's a can, right. they're cutting a can with these knives. Like, you know, you're cutting cans all the time, right? So, Like, I, I used to do a joke on my axe. Yeah. that you know, like, what, what are you making, shrapnel salad? Yeah. yeah. Because that was the big thing. Who... Who's cutting up cans like that? We have a little bit of uh, audio from the uh, from the Showtime rotisserie oven. Yeah. Uh, here we go. I want everyone to know that I tied the chicken with the elastic ties that come with the machine, and I'm going to uh, put it in the machine. You saw how easy that was. Now, look. I'll just put it in this machine over here. This machine. And set it and forget it. And so the set it and forget it thing became huge. Set it. That took off. And forget it. Yep. Uh, and I, by the way, uh, a neighbor did have a rotisserie grill, and it was actually pretty good. Uh, hang on a second. What was this, uh, Nick? There's a text that says, yeah. I, I worked with him when he would come to QVC. That guy was crazy, an absolute jackass to work with. Really? Uh, yes. I believe it. He, yeah. You know what? I mean, he was, um, he, he had a system. He had, a, he had, yeah. he had he, I'm sure he was hands on, flat out yeah. in charge, and we are doing it this way. I'll bet. Uh, here's uh, another clip of him on Conan. Uh, let's see what this is about. The man responsible for Popeil's pocket fisherman, the Vegematic, the smokeless ashtray, and that spray paint for balding men. Ron Popeil. <laughs> you didn't mention Mr. Microphone or the smokeless ashtray or Miracle Broom or Miracle Brush. That's or... right. You also invented all these other things. No. That's genius. That's genius for my generation. How about the problem with buttons is they always fall off. You also did, uh... It slices and it dices. It cuts a cow in half, and that's no bull. <laughs> <laughs> He's wow. a good salesman. Uh, that was his yeah. Stop. yeah, yeah, no question. Uh, did you guys ever see the movie Joy? Yes. Mm. With, yeah, with um, uh, uh, Jennifer uh, Lawrence. Lawrence, yeah. I actually just um, recently saw it. I had never seen it, and I recently watched story. it. True story. An I interesting yeah. peek into what it takes yeah. to, if, if you have a product that you believe in, and <laughs> you, you want to... You and, and those people on Shark Tank, you have to. You either have to never give up and and, and wait for that payout, or you end up giving up your life savings. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. so hard for something that doesn't take off. It's such a gamble to be an entrepreneur. And with Shark Tank, you see countless. A lot of times, every one of those sharks will say, "This is a loser." Yeah, and they walk out and they go, "We're sticking with it." Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and uh, there's nothing. And that's. That's the dream, but it That's still helps. It still helps them. Shark Tank, yes, yeah. even if they, you know, people saying it helps them being on that show, and I think obviously that show knows that, right? Does it help when they cry their eyes out for uh, no reason on Shark Tank? Because <laughs> that to me is the most awkward. No to me, <laughs> case for me, the most awkward are those horrible presentations oh, at yes. the beginning. I don't Why know do what do? I'm gonna do. What are you do do you sharks? <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Uh did I tell you guys about my uh, Bluetooth invention? The, it's not an invention because Bluetooth. You invented Bluetooth? I did not. 
But like, I have this idea. I think it's going to be a hit. Just come up with green tooth. I think no, Bluetooth already exists. But all right, so you know what? I think I've told you guys about this. I added yellow. Um, <laughs> Bluetooth is great for sending transmissions through the air, but you can't wallpaper with it. So you know when you when you do like the hand signal for I'm talking on the phone. You yeah. Put your 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 thumb up to your ear and your pinky to your mouth. Yep. I want to do a Bluetooth thing where you. It's like a, you, you put the uh, the latex thumb over your thumb and the latex pinky over your pinky, and you can actually talk on the Somebody phone. It's a novelty item. It's a novelty item. It's like it's like the phone that the guy that we talked to who had the phone case with the ear on it. Well. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe is on the line right now. Joe, how you doing? Good. I'm good. Steve just hey, mentioned. Hey, guy was the best. Steve just mentioned your product. I know you're listening to it. You, you're you're going to miss the, uh, the through the delay there, but he just mentioned your uh, you were the guy that did the phony ear uh, case. Yeah, I love this Ronco guy. He was he was a genius, man. He yeah, was a genius. He took he took chances and it worked. You know what he did though? Also, Joe, he he had a sense, and, and Preston, you'll agree with this. It would be one of those things that on the first few seconds, and, and Joe's probably your mindset as well. It would come up in the commercial. You'd see it in the story, and you'd be like, oh, "That's stupid." And then you go, hmm. Yeah, right. right. You can make uh, crinkle cut fries with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe, hey, and then hey, Casey, Casey, that finger thing—that's a pretty good idea. Thank you. If it's, you do it, silly. you guys split the profits. I don't have hey, the listen, time or the money I... to invest in something like that, though. But I think it's a funny gag, Joe. When you when you made your initial investment, how, what, what you bought? How, what was your, if I may ask, what was your cash outlay? Oh, it was like three thousand. Okay, and how, how many did you end up with? End up with, yeah. like, stuck with? Stuck with. Uh, like, 1800 <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And you oh, still have them, right? He said some. Okay. Yeah, I, would go, I would go to, like, Penn State campus and just, like, give them out. I, I was, like, obsessed with it. Dude, but and that... I still am. I, I go to bed, like, yeah. picking up new stuff. <laughs> and never lose that. Totally never lose bad. that. Because if you get yeah. one to click, one to work... Billy Bob Teeth, that guy, oh. a legitimate multimillionaire from yeah. Billy Bob Teeth. All right. Well, thank you, Joe. We appreciate All you right. checking you in, You guys man. are the best. Thanks, right. bud. Thank All you. right. Well, anyhow. By the way, Casey, somebody said Casey invented brown finger, not blue teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. All right. Well, anyhow. Uh, whatever, whatever you think about Ron Popeil, he certainly made an impact and he certainly made a profit. And uh, created a, a brand of marketing that was certainly original. He included, Preston, he included a fish scale with the pocket fisherman. That's right. I mean, a, come on. A fish scale and a scaler right. and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I remember those. I, I want to, I want to, I, now I got to go on YouTube and watch some of those videos because <laughs> uh, it's it's a part of my childhood. It is. Honest. Yeah. So, all right. Anyhow, Ron Popeil. And uh, also we mentioned Dusty Hill. Don't forget that uh, there will be a ZZ Top uh, workforce block later on today with Pierre. We're going to take a break. I see our contestants They're are here, here. Uh, for the self-proclaimed Harry Potter experts. We're going to get that in a little bit when we return. <laughs> They're jumping up and down in the green room. <laughs> when we return, our, actually I should say the Comcast uh, Lounge. Yes. Uh, we will uh, get to the Bizarre file. And then after that, we are going to do the uh, Battle of the Self-Proclaimed Experts. Stay there. We'll be right back. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. 
Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interact.me swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2022 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve show. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, Bizarre File time. Here we go. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you by Dermatology Associates of Plymouth Meeting, recruiting for a vitiligo study to test an investigational treatment. And adults 18 to 75 can register. Reimbursement may be available. More information at PlymouthMeetingDermatology.com. We'll start with this. A woman is, invest- is under investigation after police say she attacked a seven-year-old boy and his mother, what? Uh, S- Sarina Lee Slape, uh, allegedly pepper sprayed the two in an elevator Monday evening. In an elevator? Yeah, the woman was... Uh, was being... she wearing a mask or something herself? Uh, no, I think it was as she was stepping out of oh, the elevator. Okay. So uh, she's been being held on $1,000 bail at the King County Jail where she's facing felony charges of third-degree assault. Uh, police say the boy and his mother got into an elevator with Slape um, to pick up his younger sister at daycare. The mother told police that she heard Slape mumbling, swearing, and screaming to herself. Oh, boy. So she asked if she was okay. Slape then said, if you talk to me again, I'm going to mace you. Oh. Uh, And they also say that uh, the woman then mentioned how she had to pass Slape to get off the elevator, and that's when she turned around and sprayed both of the two. What a lunatic. Uh, the mother admitted to hitting Slape after the attack before she took off from the scene, pushing a stroller carrying bleach. Uh, a preliminary report says Slape, who police found quickly, claims she was protecting herself because she is high risk for COVID-19 and is worried about the Delta variant. Uh, she said the mother verbally assaulted her before she accidentally sprayed the two while also claiming self-defense. Police asked, uh, said that the boy asked if he was going to die when the fire crew helped to take care of him. Slate, by the way, has an extensive criminal history, including 21 other arrests. Did she tell her husband Severus? I was wondering. <laughs> Slate. We'll get to that in a little bit. In a little bit. Um, in Louisiana, if you're looking to spice up your love life with an outdoor experience, there's a new spot for swingers opening in Mamou. I guess is how you say the name sure. of this town. M-A-M-O-U. Mamo. I think it's Umpapa. Papa Mau Mau. No, so it's called T Boys Swinger Trailer Park. Yeah. And it's gaining attention as it's getting ready to swing into southern Louisiana. Their motto is bring your house and share your spouse. <laughs> you know what? I would love to see this place. Uh, David. Just come over to my trailer. I got a toilet. 
David Alcoin, the man behind all this, said you can come to Memal for many good things, and this will be one of them. Uh, he's opening it for couples into swinging, and he says the swinger community is surprisingly bigger than you may think. He said, live free and don't be scared of it. There's a big community of it. I think a bunch of them aren't shy. Uh, the ones that are shy, hell with them. I tell Bro- you what, I'm going to bang you once for every tooth in your mouth, so once. <laughs> he said, uh, roll with it. It's a good thing compared to most things. Since putting up the sign where the Swingers Park will be, huh. Alcoin says he's gotten calls from swingers across country. He said, we've gotten some from Pennsylvania. We've gotten some from Arkansas. And, of course, all around Academia and around Mamo, Lafayette, Baton Rouge, New Orleans. We have uh, text messages from all over the country. It's mind-boggling, he said. And he says they've been getting so many calls that they can barely keep up with them. I wonder if swinging is big as is big like in the RV community. You uh, know, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. right? Uh, the sign for this swingers community says that you have to send a picture of your spouse for approval, but he says that's just a joke. Allcoin <laughs> says that uh, he has one message for the haters. Sucks to be them. He says there's no He's reason. A free spirit. He says there's no reason to get mad at anybody for their preference. They're not out here hurting nobody. Nobody is selling drugs here. People just want to have a good time, enjoying themselves the way they want to. That's perfectly what it is. You plug in for your electricity, and we'll plug in for your wife. Uh, the grand opening for T Boys Swinger Trailer Park is set for Memorial Weekend of 2022. When it's oh. finished, the site will have a nude pool, a nude yoga stadium a strip poker hall, and a key party cabana. May I say, Kathy, this was clearly designed for you. <laughs> T-Boy <laughs> Swingers Trailer Park. Okay. Everything you want to do in public, right? Everything, yep. about, Everything. about this has my name on it. All right, how about this story? This is messed up. A gunman who killed one person and shot at least two others following an argument at a party in Fort Worth, Texas, was actually beaten to death with a brick. Like, these people went wow. at him. Yeah, wow. and stopped him from killing anybody else, but they beat him to death with a brick. Well, bricks will work. Uh, the violence began just before 1 a.m. when a party-goer became upset and left, and that same man who was not identified later came back with someone else and got into an argument with multiple people. During the altercation, he shot one person. Police don't know what the argument was about. After the shooting, the attendees at the gathering began chasing the gunman, who opened fire, and at least one of the people in pursuit picked up a concrete landscaping brick and started throwing them. At some point during the foot chase, the shooter either fell or was taken down to the ground and wounded two more victims. One was pronounced dead. The other two shooting victims sustained non-life-threatening injuries. Authorities said a third person was injured but did not provide information on the victim. The shooter was hit multiple times with at least one brick and then died at the scene. I mean, the dude was killing people. Hey, you know, they he had, had to, to do something. <clears throat> yeah, police recovered a handgun believed to be the one used in the shooting. Authorities have not released the names of anyone involved mm-hmm. and did not say if any criminal charges will be filed. I will do one more story and wrap it up. In the process of trying to take something, a thief... Recently lost his pants in New York. Surveillance footage from the incident shows the thief trying to rob a passerby in Brooklyn, but he is thwarted (laughs) by his shorts, which keep falling down. Video shows the thief dragging the victim along the sidewalk as his shorts drop to his ankles and he falls in the street, still clinging to the property he's trying to steal. The would-be thief eventually lets go of the victim, then pulls up his pants, continues to go after the property briefly before giving up and running in the opposite direction. Wouldn't have happened if he was wearing yoga pants. Uh, police say the attempted thief fled the scene, and a white SUV headed south. Uh, the victim was then uh, taken to a local hospital and treated for minor injuries. No word on if police have caught the attempted thief as of yet, but his pants were his undoing. 
And that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. All right, I want to give away uh, a couple of movie screening passes because we have a film next week that we have a chance for you to see in advance. Suicide Squad. Yes. It's it's 98%. 98 98%. James Gunn, the guy who did the Guardians of the Galaxy, both movies, great, directed, wrote the script, and it's getting raped. Next Tuesday, 7 p.m. at the AMC Fashion District. So we'll take callers 9 and 10 at 215-263-WMMR. We'll put you on the list. We're going to take a break. We have two very fired-up contestants that are ready to play the battle of the self-proclaimed experts. Ah. We will come back, introduce them to you, and we will get it on Harry Potter style. (laughs) Stay put. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hello, this is Dr. J. Stephen Blake, board certified in gastroenterology. We're introducing the holistic colonoscopy. No IV sedation with the Michael Jackson drug propofol. You're awake and comfortable. You can drive yourself home after the procedure. If you don't want to drink the prep, we can take care of that as well. We're located at 6827 Germantown Avenue in West Monterey, Philadelphia. Call us at 215-849-4902. Website, jsblake.com. Instagram and Facebook, Blake GI. Have a great day. Next message. Good morning, MMR listeners. My name is Corbin, but I'm calling for my sister, Shaylin Shire. She has no idea I'm doing this, but she recently moved her dance studio to Woodbury, New Jersey. She is kind, compassionate, and an excellent teacher. She offers classes to girls and boys ages 3 years old through 12th grade and competition-level dancers of the same ages. You can find her studio on Facebook at South Jersey Dance Center or online at SouthJerseyDance.com. Thank you, MMR, and have a wonderful day. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. We have inclement weather making uh, its way into our area this afternoon. Uh, In fact, some pretty heavy thunderstorm cells. Which could bring some damaging winds. Obviously, heavy rain, but damaging winds as well. I even heard possible tornadic. Oh, dude, dude. Wait, what? I just pulled a tick off of my leg. Are you kidding me? Look at it. It's right here. It's it's wriggling around. Where did you get a tick from? I I felt something on my leg. I reached out. There's a goddamn tick right here. I just sent you a tick article this morning. Look at this. Brisk getting video of this right now. I hate ticks. I blame the Harry Potter people. I mean, cut that. How, how do you kill that? Burn it? Cut it? Yeah, I'm going to squish it. the damn thing, dude. No, I thought you can't squish it. Put it in them. tape Put so it, it can't tape. get away. Yeah. Wait a second. Well, I'm just going to squish it. Wash it down the toilet. At the point you got it off your leg, Preston, what, is there any mark? Did it uh, draw blood? No, it wasn't. In, I mean, it, once they dig in, they dig in. Yeah. Dude, it's, where would this have come from? Kathy. Me. You're... Your tick collection. <laughs> I'm sorry, I did not mean to. Uh, I was no, you about found the a tick. And... It'd be like uh, finding a king cobra in the studio. Yeah, that's weird. I think I, I'm blaming the Harry Potter people. It's Harry Potter. Some kind of bizarre spell, yeah. Mister Eric. <laughs> Stop bringing your disease-ridden insects into the studio. Wow, I, I haven't like been 
I haven't been out running around in the field or anything like what that. What have you been doing? Not even all day yesterday. I wasn't barely outside at all. That's weird. We have ticks inside this studio. Oh, great. We need uh, mosquito shield, Casey. Yeah, wow. I know, right? Uh, okay, anyhow. All right. There's rain coming. It's going to wash away all the ticks. Yes. It's going to be great. Yeah, we're gonna be good. Rest weekend is going to be wonderful. Oh. Let's take a look at NJM Insurance Group traffic. Kathy, what's going on? We've got a Burlington-Bristol Bridge opening right now. Uh, we've got a closure in Delaware. Route 13 southbound at uh, Highway 42, and this is because of an accident. And then in New Jersey, we still have the issues happening in uh, Maple Shade. Route 73 northbound, the off-ramp at 38, still closed. Uh, 38 westbound has reopened, but they've got two lanes still blocked on the eastbound side between 73 and Linola Road. Schuylkill Expressway westbound jams broad to Pashyunk City to Belmont. And then the Blue Road out to 202, left lane closed with construction. Eastbound side backing up from City Avenue to the Vine Expressway. South on 95, heavy from Cutman all the way into Gerard. The Vine westbound backing up from 8th to Broad to Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill eastbound uh, from the Schuylkill to Broad. And then again at 95, there's uh, some ramp restrictions heading north on 95. There's an accident that's blocking the right lane. Boulevard southbound heavy from Broad to Wissahickon. This traffic report brought to you by Acme. Summer is better at Acme whether you're firing up the grill or grabbing snacks. Acme is every Everything you need, Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. So we're bringing back a feature that we've done a couple of times. It's been quite a while and uh, overdue, so maybe we'll kind of reinvigorate this thing. Uh, but we have decided to return with Battle of the Self-Proclaimed Experts this morning. <clears throat> yes. And when I tell you that the passion was high uh, for people to uh, th- that have uh, sent in uh, request to be a part of this. It's an understatement. Uh, it was. It was uh, just fanatical. It is a global imagine. phenomenon. Yes. Has been for a long time. I, uh, People have been raised in this Harry Potter realm, and so we knew we were going to get some staunch competitors. I read a lot of the submissions uh, that were sent in. I read all the submissions that were sent in, and uh, I read several of them. Uh, I was on the plane the other day uh, flying out west, and uh, I was brought to tears by some of these submissions because this world means so much to so many people, yeah. and the way that they articulated it was really uh, moving to me, and I, I'm just impressed. It was so, so difficult to narrow it down to two final contestants. I mean, put it in perspective. A tick came into the studio to watch. That's that's right. That's how popular. That's how this is. popular. I am currently reading uh, the Harry Potter uh, books. Are you? I'm on uh, the Sorcerer's. Or no, I'm sorry. I'm on the Chamber of Secrets right now. So Re- I've just gotten started. Read, about- reading or Audible. Uh, Audible. And who's doing it? Who's doing the... the oh, I've forgotten the actor's oh. name. Jim uh, something or other? He's excellent. Hey, there might be a question coming up. Uh, um, okay. So I am, uh, I'm about three quarters of the way through the second book. Awesome. So I'm underway. I'm starting to learn. I've seen all the movies. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I found them entertaining. But I wanted to know, because there's so many uh, people that you talk to about this story... There's so much more underneath when you when you dive into the the canon of it all. When you get into the the all the details uh, about it, and I want to know that. I mean, I want to you know. I think it's a, a kind of a club that you're in. So you know? all of my nieces and nephews, like I remember when the movie started coming out, and I was like, oh, "That's friggin' awesome! I loved it." Yeah. They were like, "But they left out!" But they left out, and there's so much stuff that. So they were able to enjoy them, but they were so. They were a little deflated because the books, you know, they devoured. They were ravenous for them. So I think you're entering a a, a cool realm here, Preston. By the way, Nick McWayne wearing his uh, Gryffindor attire this morning. Yes, sir. He has pajamas. Yes. uh, Yes. That look like a robe. It's the closest thing I have to a robe, but they are officially (laughs) licensed Harry Potter pajamas. And so I am a Gryffindor, and that's why I'm Mr. Potter, what happened to your head? (laughs) You have taken the online quiz to find out which house you belong in. Yeah, I'm a Gryffindor. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Pottermore was a great um, 
uh, a great website. I don't think it actually exists anymore, which is too bad. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been in the Harry Potter universe for a really long time. I think I got into it maybe when uh, the third book came out. And, uh, Steve, I love the movies as well. But the books really do add layers and levels and, and these um, – uh, just the inc- intricacies to this universe, and the, it's just it's it's why people keep coming back to yep. it because there's so much to read, there's so much to uh, rediscover, and, and maybe you didn't even notice it the first time around. And not only has Nick brought or uh, worn his pajamas, but he brought in his wand, and so did Steve. Yes, I did. And uh, you guys both got those at Universal Studios? This was a gift uh, for me from Universal Studios, yeah. So um, uh, my friend that went knew how much I I loved Harry Potter and brought it back for me. And you haven't been there? I have not yet, no. Oh, my God! (laughs) You've got to go. It's incredible. I did a couple of the tours in London, which were amazing. uh, But, uh, yes, I absolutely have to get to Universal. That's the only thing I know about Harry Potter is that the (laughs) rides were fun at Universal. Right. (laughs) Literally. Kathy, (laughs) it is a whole world. I I went to Ollivanders. You did as well, Preston. Oh, yeah. recommendation. My daughter Uh, got a, uh, a wand fit. There. And w- yes, and when you go around the town, the wand activates certain things in oh, that's town, cool. which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. I've been to both. I've been to the one in California and in uh, Orlando, and they are outstanding. I gotta go. You just you won't if you're it's, a fan. It's real. You're gonna cry. That it's world real. is real. All some, right. Some of the people that sent in submissions said that when they got there, then they saw the Hogwarts castle. It, it brought them to tears. You know, I believe that, it. that's how moving it is. Yeah. All right. And by the way. Harry Potter fans are adorable. Look at these yeah! guys here this morning. We're going to meet our contestants. Preston and Steve present Battle of the Self-Proclaimed Experts. As Nick had said, we had loads and loads and loads of entries. But going through, we've got to narrow it down to two. And I'm sure that there are people that are incredibly well-versed. But we only have room for two people in our studio. And so that's how we're doing it. To have these two competitors battle it out. Mono a mano. All right. So let's meet our contestants. And we'll read the emails that we got from them. We're going to start with this one. It says, dude, I grew up with HP and obsessed. I was born in 89, so I was right out of the same age as Harry, right around the same age as Harry yeah. and his compadres, or his comrades, it says, as the books were released and, and they uh, made their way through Hogwarts. Ultimately, not returning for education in year seven as the Dark Lord has by that point been hit full strength, obviously. <laughs> I have lightly reread parts of the books since childhood, but made it my goal to reread all seven books once I finished grad school. Master of Public Public Administration at Penn State. Woot woot. (laughs) My husband bought me a Gryffindor blanket, a book of spells as a grad gift as well. And I graduated in December 2020 and finished the books last month. Literally the best books I've ever read. And I have no idea how to move on from them. (laughs) It's really just a story about friendship and the power of love. True. I was brought to tears in books five, six, seven. And would say that my favorite books are three and six. Seven is also just absolutely epic. My next goal is to rewatch the full versions of the movies. I went to Universal Studios California back in 2017 and wore a Harry Potter costume to Hogwarts. For the above reasons, I would say I am the Harry Potter expert. It's about both knowledge and sheer passion for the story. The most epic tale ever told. Please welcome Steph yeah, Rosenblatt hey, yeah. to the show. Hi, Steph. How you doing? Oh, wait. 
Your microphone is not working. Let me try that again. Go ahead. I am so happy to be here. (laughs) Uh, Steph, where are you from? I'm from central New Jersey, Hopewell (laughs) Township, right across the river from Bucks County. It does exist. Okay, so is that north-south Jersey or south-north Jersey? (laughs) Right in the armpit of the Delaware River. All right, I want to ask you, Steph, because Steph is wearing a a shirt that's got all four houses on it, but it says Hogwarts on it. She's also wearing a robe. She brought her owl. Is that Hedwig? (laughs) It's Hedwig. Nice. And tell me about your glasses. They are uh, round glasses. Are they um, prescription? They are not prescription. Okay. They are just uh, merely for this uh, competition. Yes. They look and, great. And social events. Nice. Yes. Uh, so you recently reread all the books. I did, yes. It was my goal. And I still don't know how to move on. Interestingly, while rereading the books, I was also re-watching Lord of the Rings extended version. So uh. I was in quite the wizarding world. Well, there's, oh there's the amount of minutiae, the amount of stuff to keep track of. But I mean... That's the books, the extended movie versions of the original Harry Potter, of the movies. And a lot of times they're tacking on an additional half hour, 40 minutes. Yeah. Which character do you identify with uh, the best? Wow. Or Which most? character? Probably Luna Lovegood. Um, okay. She says whatever's on her mind. People kind of think she's weird, but once they get to know her, they realize she has a heart of gold, and she's actually very important to the story and to Harry's success in defeating Voldemort. I love that. Great answer. Yes. All right, then, Steph. Our next contestant <laughs> writes, I was hooked on the series the first time I read Sorcerer's Stone and bawled my eyes out the day after my 11th birthday when I didn't get my invitation to attend Hogwarts for the upcoming school year. I read the series countless times as a child and still reread my favorites every year. I read the series countless times. Uh, nope, I, I read that part already. Let yeah. me go back to this. Uh, and I, re- I went to, uh, I reread the, st- the story every year, every Christmas, uh, to get in the holiday spirit. Growing up, my family and I went to the premiere screening of the latest movie, and what started as my obsession turned into full-out family affair as I got the rest of my family hooked on the magic of the Harry Potter universe. Uh, we traveled to Universal Studios' Wizarding World of Harry Potter when I was 19, and I remember seeing the top of the Hogwarts castle and instantly <laughs> burst into tears. I can probably, no, definitely recite every movie from start to finish. And I'm always the go-to person when someone has a question about their Harry Potter timeline or whether or not Snape really was a good guy. For years, my friends and I would watch the full eight movies in a marathon event. We would bake snitch cake pops, craft sorting hat cupcakes... And brew our very own butterbeer, all while playing playing Harry Potter trivia and discussing our favorite moments from the series. There really is something special about the magic that J.K. created, and I would love to put my knowledge to the test. Gang, welcome Lauren DiStefano. Love it. Hi, Lauren. How you doing? I'm good. All right, so tell us a little bit about you. Where are you from? I'm from Downingtown, Pennsylvania. From Downingtown, Pennsylvania. What do you do? I work at a law office now. Oh, really? uh, there you go. Okay, nice. You can em- employ spells in changing a, uh, yes. a witness's <laughs> testimony. Uh, you bring up something that I thought was really cool, and I think of it this the same way. For some reason, I perceive Harry Potter, the movies, as Christmas time fair. They, yeah. Every single movie has a Christmas scene. Right, right. And so it's always <laughs> applicable. Yeah, no. And so, Lauren, how long have you been listening to the Preston and Steve show? 
probably my whole life. My parents are Y100 listeners, and oh, we had nice. like, the CDs, and I was like, oh, that's the only station is President <laughs> Steve. So I just didn't know. We were oh, on station, the President Steve station. So you're wearing a Hogwarts School yes. of Witchcraft and Wizardry shirt this morning, and you're wearing some funky-looking glasses. Yes, what are those? Luna Lovegood's glasses. Those are Luna Lovegood's glasses. Oh, wow. So she can see everything. Okay, that's beautiful. <laughs> and would, uh, you know, I had asked um, uh, Steph if who she identified with, and she said uh, Lovegood. What about you? I think, well, my favorite character is Sirius. I love him so much. I love his arc of being the villain to the good guy, but never getting the, the redemption of it. But everyone who loves and knows him right. knows he was the good guy. You mean Severus? No, Sirius. Oh, Sirius. Oh, Sirius yeah. Black. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Prison and everybody's like, and then he finally at the very end, they're like, oh, yeah, he was a good guy all along. Okay. Wow. I just loved him. Oh, That's you guys Sirius are the real deal. Well, we're going to put you to the test, guys. All right. Are you ready to get this underway? Ready. Yes. All right. Ready. Let's test your... We, now, we have... A, you guys are going to be buzzing, and I'm going to explain the rules, but let's just test your bells and see how it sounds. Steph, that's Steph's bell, and this is Lauren's bell. So a little bit of a different tone to each so we can tell the difference, and we should be able to hear that. Okay. All right. Let's get this underway and tell you guys how we're going to be rolling this out for Battle of the So-Called Experts. There are three rounds, and they increase in difficulty. Uh, we will begin with the easiest questions, and they will be worth one point each, or four questions per round. Okay. Second round, the questions are worth two points, and the third round, the questions are worth five points. So even if you're behind going into the third round, it can really change, and you can end up winning because of the difficulty level. Now, I will ask you a question. You have to buzz in to answer. If you get that question correct, you get points. Now, here's what I want you to keep in mind. If you buzz in while I'm asking the question... And I haven't finished the question yet. I will stop. And you will have to answer based only on what I've said so far. If you're incorrect, your opponent will get to hear the rest of the clue and also answer that question. And they get a benefit because they'll hear your incorrect answer. They'll hear the rest of the clue and might have a better shot at getting that. So keep that in mind as I ask the questions whether or not you're ready to buzz in. And by the way, we will have a tiebreaker if necessary. If we have a tie at the end of the game, we'll have a tiebreaker question that is ready to go. And the winner gets our porcelain Tri-Wizards Cup here this morning. Gorgeous. It's actually a Bi-Wizards Cup because we only have two wizards in the studio this morning. Uh, but that is from our friend Eva who created this. with. She is the ceramic studio manager at the Wayne Art Center. She's so talented. She's yep. so incredible. She recently had an art opening out in Westchester at Westchester University. Eva's a great artist and a really cool person. She actually submitted to be in this contest because she loves Harry Potter so much. Uh, but when she wasn't selected, she made this trophy for us instead. That was very cool. And you can check out our Instagram account. We'll make sure we post that. It's at arts.by.eva uh, if you want to take a look. So thank you, Eva Hosinez. Is that how you say her last Hosinez. name? Hosinez. Hosinez. Yeah, she's right, awesome. So thank you, Eva. All right, we are ready to get the battle underway. Oh, boy. Let's begin. All right. Let's get Steph and Lauren in place. Hands by your buzzers, by your bells, I should say. Are we doing... Um... Uh, practice questions first, or are we just getting right to it? Uh, you know what? We can, all right, I'll do a practice question just right. so you know what it's like to uh, to to buzz in. I will. And by the way, the questions are difficult. I'm currently reading, and I've seen all the movies. I didn't get any one of these correct. All right, so but that's <laughs> hey, I'm I'm a neophyte compared to you right. guys. So let's try a very very simple question, and buzz in if you know the answer. What street do the Dursleys live on? Okay, so then we would go to uh, Lauren for that answer. Privet Drive. That is absolutely uh. correct. So that's just a test. 
and that is how it's going to work. So we can clearly hear the bells. Yes. We know who's in. All right. And we can decide who gets to answer the question. All right, Wait, here we sorry. go. sorry. Did you say where their hands need to go? They can hover. Okay. Yeah, hands we, can hover. We covered that uh, yes. off air. So, all right, first hover question, hands. stand by. Here we go. And these are the easy questions for one point. In Prisoner of Azkaban, Snape commands his students to turn to... All 394. Right. That is correct, Lauren. Yeah. Which page? 394. Yeah. One point for Lauren. I'm keeping score, right? That okay. was okay. excellent. Yes. Yeah. All right. Next question. After Dumbledore's passing, he gifts Harry the very first snitch that he ever caught. All right. We're going to go to Steph for that answer. I open at the close. She is correct. What is, the rest of the question was, what was the sentence that appeared on the golden sphere? Wow. I open at the wow. close. These guys are good. One point each. Next question. What are the full names of the four Hogwarts house? All right. We're going to go to Lauren. Lauren. Salazar Slytherin. <laughs> Godric Gryffindor. Rowena Ravenclaw, and Helga Hufflepuff. That is correct. Those are the full names of the four Hogwarts house founders. So far, all my questions asked have been buzzed in early on. They're extremely confident. Now, these are the easiest of the questions. Final question in the first round. Harry Potter's birthday is July 31st. Which character was born one day? Let's go to Lauren. Neville Longbottom. That is correct. Born one day before him. Oh, my God. And the total so far in round one, Nick. Lauren with three, Steph with one. All right, three to one. Three to one. And these two are jumping in before every single... <laughs> before I had a chance to finish every They're single good. question. They're good. I mean, we, we have absolutely the best competitors you could possibly have. Most definitely. All right, on to round two. Right now, Lauren leads three to one. Here's your next question. These are medium, and these are two points each. Two points each. What is the name of Lavender Brown's rabbit? Oh, my God. That's literally the one pet I did not make a flashcard about. <laughs> a flashcard. <laughs> Steph was doing like, flashcards. Everyone else's. You did flashcards? Lavender Brown. What is the name of Lavender Brown's rabbit? I'll give you guys about five more seconds to think about it. Like flashcards for this contest? Yes. Yes! <laughs> That's what a competitor looks like, Kathy. High level, high level flashcards. I played Trivial Pursuit last night. There you go. Running through the cards. Yes! <laughs> These guys are serious. All right. Kathy interrupted. Three, five seconds starts now. Hold on. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. They're not going to take a chance at it. It was Binky. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Doesn't even ring a bell, does it? Okay. Fair enough. Well, it's a good thing you didn't answer them. Wow. Next oh, wait, question. Is there a deduction? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> so if you get it wrong, you're not penalized. Yes. You're not penalized, but you do kind of give up a little bit of information to yeah. the other uh, competitor. All right. Next is, what is Hermione's boggart? Okay. Let's um, go to Steph. It's Professor McGonagall telling her that she failed her exams. She got it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yes. So it's two points. Yes. And that means it's uh, it's three, all tied up. It's three three. Yeah. All right. Third question from the medium round, round two. What animals represent each of the houses? All right. We're going to go to Lauren. For Slytherin, it's a snake. Ravenclaw, it's an eagle. 
Hufflepuff is a badger, and Gryffindor is a lion. That's correct. Two points for Lauren. I want to hang with these guys. I'm telling you, man. They are so much fun. All right, and then the last question for the medium round. Round two is how many staircases are... Okay, let's go to Lauren. 142. That's correct. (laughs) Staircases are at Hogwarts. Wow. All right, Nick. After round two, Lauren's still in the lead with seven, but Steph not far behind with three. All right, and it doesn't matter because going into this round, the points really jump up, and each question is worth five points each. Wow. As we go for the quest of the Triwizards Cup. And uh, Steph, look, everybody, these guys are bouncing up and down. They're all excited. I'm worried if that lavender one. I'm like, I know. Do I know anything? All right, Casey, here we go. Final round. The most difficult questions that we could come up with yet. And here, this is really going to find out what you know about uh, the Harry Potter universe. Let's go with this one. Okay, now, these scenes were filmed but later deleted and never released. All right, so here's the question. Which English actor slash comedian played Peeves? I didn't think we'd get an answer on this one. This is a real deep, kind of beyond just watching the movies and reading the books. Which English actor or comedian played Peeves? It, wa- have- it wasn't the Mr. Bean guy. <laughs> hey, you didn't buzz in. <laughs> right. All right, time's up. All right. I didn't think you knew this. So Peeves is a character who's a poltergeist. Yeah. I do know that because I'm reading in the the first two books. Uh, But he would have been played by actor and comedian Rick Mayle, who played Drop Dead Dead Fred, and he's also Rick from The Young One. So that's a a really, really hard question. That predates you guys. All right, here is the next one. In response to the treatment of house elves, Hermione... Oh, all right, we had Steph ring in first. The it's called Spew the the Society for the Promotion of Elfish Welfare. That is yeah! correct. Yeah! Points. Wow! Spew! Those index cards paying off. <laughs> to finish it, Hermione founded an organization called SPEW. What does Spew stand for? And she's correct. The Society for the Promotion of Elfish Welfare. <laughs> well done. What's Spew. the point total, Nick? Wow. With that correct answer, Steph has moved into the lead. It's now eight to seven. Oh, my wow, God. Okay. One point lead. All right. Two more questions to go. Here we go. Get your hands by your button or by your bell, I should say. What is nearly headless Nick's real name? Okay, we're going to go to Lauren. Lauren. Nicholas. Demimsy. Pompsy. Something like that. I'm not, I don't think I'm I That's it. incorrect. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. So that means that, Steph, you can take a free guess no matter what. <laughs> if, even if you get it wrong, it's no big deal. I know it starts with Sir Nicholas. The rest of it. All right. You guys aren't going to get that right. Sir Nicholas de Mimsy Porpington. You guys were all around. It's that name that you're like, Sir Nicholas, moving on. You don't read the full name. It's so... There's so many syllables. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a classic Harry Potter name, though. This is the last question that we have here. And it's anybody's game. It's anybody's, anybody's game. game right now. So this is in, so in, in the past contest, we've had runaways. Yeah. This time around, it's down to this last one. Uh, here we go. Final question. 
On his 11th birthday, Dudley Dursley's parents take him and Harry to the zoo and also bring along Dudley's best friend. What is that friend's name? <laughs> looking at each other. Lord, almost cursed right into the microphone. The <laughs> super minor character from the first book. I know that. Repeat the question, Preston. On his 11th birthday, Dudley Dursley's parents take him and Harry to the zoo and also bring along Dudley's best friend. What is that friend's name? They have this intense look. Steph looks like she has no idea. Lauren is kind of picking around in her brain. Whoever he is, he's not a nice little boy. Right. <laughs> Five seconds left. I'm okay, just put might a as well. In. Go ahead. Albert. Incorrect. I'm sorry. Nick, what does that mean? That means with eight points, Steph is our winner. Oh! Champion! They are so evenly matched. Oh my Wait, what goodness. was it? Yeah, who was it? Piers Polkis. Loser. Loser. <laughs> Please. I mean, Man. I don't. That was neck and neck. All right, just for fun, let's, we had we had more questions, and we're never going to use these for anything. <laughs> and while we have Steph as the winner of the Triwizards Cup here this morning and the self-proclaimed expert of the Harry Potter universe, just for fun, let me try out a couple of other questions for you guys. Who was the freed female house elf who neither wanted... All right, let's go to Lauren. Winky. Winky is correct. Uh, how about this one? Okay, let's see what you know about the making of the films. Christopher Columbus... Directed the first two movies. David Yates directed the last four. Who directed three and four? Alfonso Yates? I know it's Alfonso. All right. I know it's Alfonso. There were two people. Uh, Prisoner of Azkaban and Goblet of Fire, respectively. It was Alfonso uh, Curian and Mike Newell. Okay. All right. And then one last one. Let's see. What will be a good question? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this one. Okay. (laughs) What are Snape's very first words to Harry... And what is believe? What is it believed they allude to? That's a hard one. Snape's very first words to Harry. It's you'll never get it because it's really intricate. So the first words were, "What would I get if I added powdered root of asphodel to an infusion of wormwood?" <laughs> and apparently, an asphodel is a member of the lily family, and wormwood can be defined as a state or source of bitterness or grief. Snape is alluding to the death of Lily Potter, Harry's mother. Wow. So that's supposedly some of the lore, right? but that was like oh insanely hard. That questions. makes me want to cry, yeah. knowing that fact. Right. I didn't know that. That's right? in the yeah. first book, and then, you know, you know what you know about Snape much later on, but it's it's uh, that's how layered and how intricate and how complicated the books are and why it's so much fun to go back and rewatch the movies and reread the books. It's yep. poetic. It every, every time I reread, I find something that I'm like... How did I not see that before? Like, right. it's a connection. Well, you guys, I mean, you just put on a, a Harry Potter clinic. I mean, that, that's, that's some amazing stuff. And you were neck and neck for the whole thing. That's It's just amazing. Steph, I am now proud to bestow upon you the honor of the Preston and Steve Triwizards Cup for your triumphant victory in Battle of the So-Called Experts. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. Congratulations. Thank you. Be careful when you hold it by the snake handles. They are a little bit uh, sensitive. And we when don't she want first that grabbed it out there, she was like, it, it's, it's not a port key, is it? <laughs> yeah, this will not lead to my death, will it? No, you're safe. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Congratulations. Thanks for Yay! being here. We hope you had fun. Yay! 
All right, and there it is again, folks. We've done it. Uh, we'll have to come up with some of the... If you have any suggestions of some good topics for Battle of the uh, Self-Proclaimed Experts, let us know. Uh, we'll, we'll certainly take those into consideration. There's loads yeah. of things that we can go to in the worlds of entertainment and sports and history and whatever it may be. And some of these things are so voluminous you could at some point... You may have to, you know, defend your your classification as the yeah. champion of all champions. Yeah, you never know. It's so big. There's so much to hit upon. Yeah. I did mean to mention this earlier, but uh, we're going to also award Steph and Lauren passes to the Harry Potter ex- uh, exhibition that's coming to the Franklin Institute next year. Yeah. So they haven't announced they haven't announced the official dates for that yet, but it'll be at some point in 2022. It's the world premiere. It's going to happen right here in Philadelphia at the Franklin wow. Institute, the Harry Potter, the exhibition coming to Philly in early 2022. Excellent. And thank you to Eva Hosinez for the uh, uh, the Triwizard Cup that we uh, uh, had. The she, she fired it in her own kiln, yes. made it from scratch. It's beautiful. And uh, now Steph is the proud owner of that. So nice. Excellent. Great work, everybody. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. We will return shortly. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. A great tweet uh, from a listener, Hope uh, Horowitz says, uh, Hey, Preston, see you listen every morning with my uh, 10 and 7 year old waiting for the JCC Camps uh, Medford bus. Seven-year-old wants to have a dance party, and the ten-year-old says, "Don't turn it off. I'm listening." Oh, that's great. That's great. And maybe that was through the uh, the Harry Potter, Harry Potter. Yeah. contest. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yes, Case. Hey, uh, quick birthday shout out for my cousin Tommy, who is uh, turning 55 today, and he said that the week after uh, today, he's going to have lived in Delco more than Philly. So he's a Southwest Philly guy, and yeah. uh, so he's going to have been living in Delaware County longer than he was ever a Philly guy. So. Uh, he just wanted to say, I just wanted to say happy birthday, and here's a short for you, Tommy. Uh, oh, and congratulations. This is really cool news uh, from the women's Olympic gymnastic team. Uh, Suni Lee won the women's all-around gold. Oh, my gosh. Nice. So Simone her. had some pretty badass backup mm-hmm. uh, to step in and win the whole thing, man. She was dead weight. Everything, everything had put, uh, you know, we, we'd put all the, uh, everyone had felt that all the eggs were put in one basket. Yeah. But listen, there's a lot of talent on all those teams. So when you got people who can step up like that, that's huge, man. We'd gotten a text from somebody asking about Peyton uh, right now. And yeah. uh, unfortunately, she, she finished in fifth in the quarterfinals. The top four advanced to the semifinals. She was so close, um, but we're still obviously really proud of her. And, and her uh, spirits are great. Yeah, and, and she is. Yeah, she's but she's just such a great kid. And hopefully, maybe it's her first Olympics, you know, and she can get back in the in 2024. Well, we're going to step in and do some training with her yes. and, and try to impart some of our wisdom she was asking about, for... about me specifically. Yeah, and... and I rode a bike years ago. That's well, right. listen, we have, a, we have a last second call from an Olympian who is on the line right now who yeah. wanted to say a few words. Good morning. I love my family. <laughs> now, you're in Tokyo, Gary? I love my phantom family. How you cats doing? Doing well. Us okay. cats are doing great, man. How about you? I'm good, Preston. How you doing, sweet tea, Kathy Romano? Uh, hi, Gare. How you doing, my love? Good, good. How are you? Oh, I'm just peachy. How you doing, Marissa? Triple M? Triple she's M. in the other room. She's in the other she's, room, but she she's, can't. She's Marissa weeping Mo- with joy. Marissa Mocha McNata. Triple M. The, hard, the hardest worker in the studio. She yeah, is. Without question. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, you're the man. Thanks, and you Gary. know what's up, Pony Boy Fossey. What's up, Pony Boy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pony Boy Fossey. Yeah. Shotgun yeah. Steve. 
Hey, Marcy, in yeah. the house. He's just going around the room. Pony Boy Fossey. <laughs> we haven't given Gary a cool little nickname yet. I got, I got a great nickname. Uh, what is it? I know what he's usually referred to as. Third the king, one the, the king, Third the one king of the landline, landline Lauer. Landline Lauer. Okay. Gary, that actually works. GGGL, good guy, Gary Lauer. How mm. about person of interest? <laughs> How are you, man? I, 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 hey, hey, Preston, did you see the serpent? Did I see what? The, the serpent? female surfers. The female? No, I did not see the female <laughs> yeah, surfers. She won a gold, too. Hey. Oh, right. Olympic what, updates. An American? <laughs> yes. Yeah, American. Okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> have, you, I, I, have you been paying close attention to the Olympic Games, Gary? Look, I, I watch it every morning at 4 o'clock and at 3.30 in the morning. I'm really? I'm impressed, and I haven't slept in three days, bro. Wow. So you are a big Olympics guy, yeah, huh? Well, I only, get, I only get, I only get <laughs> Telemundo and Channel 10. So okay. I, I have to go back and forth. Well, well that's, that's good. That sounds about right. Well, is that a particular series, a uh, TV that only allows you to get Telemundo and Channel 10? I don't have cable, bro. I oh. get three, six, and ten. Dude, bro. I, all right. I'm watching my TV with a tube TV. Yeah, all right, so here's what you can do, Gary. You can, oh, there, there are down, little specials. Well, let me answer. <laughs> all right. I'm going to try to help your ass out as Super you're living down. in the cave there. Super you get a, get a special antenna that plugs like into the wall and it'll give you more TV channels. I, I got that. I got, no, you I, don't. I, don't, I, don't, I, I guarantee that. whatever you have, it's wrong. It's, a, it's called a digital antenna. I have that. Oh, you do? I, I, I used to watch no, no, it's a coat hanger. He plugged it into his toaster, Steve. I don't get Fox no more. I don't get to watch you guys with Mike Jerk on Wednesday mornings anymore. Oh, well. Yeah, we got to fix that. Yeah, man. I need a TV, yeah, man. man. I need a box. I yeah, need to man. get a fire stick or something, man. Because football season start, uh, has come up upon us. And all the games are on either 10 or 3 or Fox. Okay. Right, I, get, I get Channel 3 and Fox at 10 on but I don't get fucked. What's okay. going to happen when those games are aired on ESPN or NFL I, Look, I, don't, I, I haven't had cable since 2014, buddy. It's a protest. I don't know what nothing is, man. I don't see none of them shows, man. All right. Do you I don't know? even have a cell phone. I don't have a text message. I don't have nothing. But that's a personal choice, right? I, I, don't, I, I don't have it like that press as Shotgun Steve Morrison. <laughs> It's I'm, I'm, a... I don't have it like that, bud. Okay. okay. All right. All right, man. I could use a little help from my family once in a while. Well, my that's... phantom family. Oh, All right. Family. I tell you what we'll do. Can we cut you a check for half a million dollars? No, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't take a dime from you. <laughs> okay. Aww. Well, we were trying to help. The offer was there. That was a no. Uh, yeah. Maybe a no. It's a hard no. Maybe, maybe a, a, a calendar and a new uh, Preston and Steve shirt because mine's got holes in it. He's afraid of being a kept man. Send him a send a guy a shirt. We'll get the guy a shirt. Absolutely. Your shirt, your Preston safe shirt has holes in it? Well, I've been wearing them since, what, 20 yeah. years ago. How do you expect him to get his arms in 20 and years through? ago? I wow. Got every, I got every Preston Steven WMMR shirt here, and they, all, and they all got holes in them. Okay. I got two left that are really good. Uh, Gary, you're going to vote for us for the uh, oh, uh, Radio oh, that's Hall why, of Fame? That's why I'm calling. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Totally Congratulations, you guys, on the famous... Award you guys got. It's well-deserved. Well, well we don't, we're, no, we're, we're nominated. We're nominated for the award. Uh, we have not won the award. We need people to vote for that, and well, it's easy to do. You can go to WMMR.com or PrestonSteve.com. You hear that? All them listeners, vote for them guys. I ain't got it like that. I ain't got it like that? I, I don't have a no text I message thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, maybe I there's a way you can do it with a landline. Well, I don't know. It's well-deserved. You guys you guys should get it, man. The fix is in, man. All right. You know you can do it. Well, listen. It's it's, gotta, it, the fix is in. That sounds, that sounds comforting. Yeah, all right. By the way, you've got the, the greatest people working for you. you got the best salespeople. Billy Burns is the man. Oh. Hey. 
You know Bill Burns. You got Murphy there. Murphy's <laughs> Burns guy. is like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> How does he know my name? You got the greatest, you got the greatest people all around you, man. You're all, you're, these are it's all the true. coolest cats in the business. Well, here's man. the deal. We, you know, yeah. we, we, as things to hopefully keep going in the right direction, we will hopefully get to see you at some point, Gary. Man, and, and, but, you know, that's why I call you my Phantom family. I haven't seen my Phantom family in two years, man. I got to get over there, man. All right, man. And by the way, I can bring you bagels from Juniata, from New York. Oh, you heard about that yesterday. I, I listen every day. Come on, man. I'm a, I got the sickness for MMR. I'm pressing <laughs> Steve. He's got the sickness for us. Yeah, <laughs> man, I'm addicted, man. MMR is my family, man. You guys make me go every day. It's like coffee, man. Yeah. Right. You talking to me this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> You've been talking to me this whole time? All right. <laughs> You're a funny guy. Everybody's wives and husbands are good, right? Yes. Both my wives and my husbands are good. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, I'm glad Claire and Diane and Rochelle and... Keep going. Kathy Sweet T. Romano, hope her husband, <laughs> Dennis. And that's the Dennis. One, the greatest mom in the world, Kathy Sweet T. Romano. Uh, and she's a great mom to Jace. Yeah. And Nick, you're a great dad to to, to little fellow there, ben, yeah. little fella. Benjamin, little, little, little Jebediah, little, little Jebediah, <laughs> little big head Nick. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. Nick, you're a great uh-huh. dad. He just does what we all do when we forget a name. We're like, hey there, hey, fe- sh- hey little, there, little, little fella, little fella, <laughs> sweetie pie. I know, but we. All right, Kathy's gonna bring you a shirt. I'll bring you some. I'll bring you some fresh New York bagels from Junietta Park. Okay, we'll trade you. We'll trade you a shirt. And I'll bring you some smoked salmon spreads, the best oh, on it. Good. Oh, I'll oh, bet. I'll bet. Did you smoke that, that yourself? Or? <laughs> Look, man, I just wanted to call and wish you guys congratulations. We love you. I hope you get that. I hope you get that. I truly hope you get it. Thank, Thank you, it's man. well-deserved. You guys earned it. Thank you, Gary. All right, we're glad to hear you're doing well. Okay, bud? Preston, thank you so much, guys. You yep. guys rocking that. I'll see you around the hood. All right, All right. you got it. All right. All right. Yeah. Gary Lauer. Thanks, Thank buddy. Wait, Appreciate it. You never know when the call comes in. <laughs> um, he, wait, wait. There's no way, even with the worst coat hanger in, in a TV, you should be able to pick up more than one, one jam. Si- yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, I didn't think it was, he had called earlier when we were about ready to start. I think it was a bizarre file, and I kind of waved it off. Yeah. I saw his name up on the screen here, and I told uh, Connor just let yeah. him go. I didn't think he'd call back, but sure enough, Gary he wanted to talk today. Wait, he mentioned the New York bagels. Um that company that we talked about that goes and gets them and delivers them yes. isn't the is the isn't the deadline on Thursday and then they'll deliver Friday. That is, know? Okay, yeah. I'm gonna if that's the case, I'm gonna do it. Are you gonna do it really? Yeah, what well, they can they deliver show? here, they, right? They, they yeah. deliver to country. Yeah, great. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do it. We're gonna make sure we don't have any other restaurants or anything. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm making sure uh, here. Okay. Check the old schedule. With, uh, yeah. Oh, maybe it's already happening. It might already be happening. <laughs> but we, we do have a meet and eat tomorrow. Club Gay is coming in. Oh, Do some it. seafood. Yeah, they're wonderful. <laughs> those, are, those are hairy bagels. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> you won't mind. I have some things I noticed that I want to pass oh, along okay. to you this morning, and uh, we might as well get to them. I wasn't expecting a Gary Lauer. He's here to notice. He just got whiplash from Gary Lauer, but he's going to soldier on All right, and so, notice so you don't have to. There's a... Across an empty field. <laughs> he's driving down an empty alleyway. Yeah. He sees things you can't. Covered in ticks. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, there's a world record record title holder. Her name is Samantha Ramsdell. Uh, She's 31 years old. She lives in Connecticut, and she's every dentist's dream. She has the largest mouth in the world. So when you hear this, you hear this and you think, okay, this is just some... And then you see the picture, Preston. Oh my God, that's a pretty goddamn big mouth, huge mouth. So and, and the numbers never sound that big. So no. six point five two centimeters is how big that. It doesn't sound like much, but when you see a photo of her mouth, yeah. And I'm going to put this into perspective. Um, 
you guys know a, a restaurant in Norristown called Lou's? Mm-mm. They're home of the Zep. Oh, um, yeah, we talked about it. Okay, mm-hmm. so... Yeah. They have a they have a logo of a guy with his mouth open. Yeah. And it's what she looks like. If you can find a picture of her with her mouth open, uh, oh, Connor. I know this chick. There's, there, yeah, she's on TikTok. On she's TikTok, got like yeah. over a million followers, and she's made a uh, she's made a following out of her her gigantic mouth. But yeah. centimeters does not. It sure doesn't does until you inches? until you see until you see it open. I don't know what the exact impression says. That's the special, the, That's the amount. Six point five two centimeters doesn't sound like much. Like when you hear about the world's longest tongue, the world's longest tongue is only like three inches long. Uh, and it doesn't seem like that much. Well, when you see, here we go. Here's a picture. Yeah. Now look at that. That's a that is a big <laughs> ass mouth. Now do me a favor, Connor. Find Lou's in Norristown, and then do an image search, and you'll see the logo, and it looks just like her mouth. Wait a second. Didn't we have somebody on who was local? What was his deal? Uh, he's he had a walk in anus. Did he really? <laughs> wow. Look at this thing. Yeah. Hello. Did, you, did you remember that? Hello. What, a guy with the no. big mouth? Yeah, we had him. Uh, Marissa, Marissa is... Because uh... I thought of it immediately, because when Preston said this, he specifically said woman. That oh. guy was named Philip Angus. He was from Boyertown. I think, like, this time last year... That's right. We That's announced right. him, but I think he may have lost his title, because now... Oh, he was a kid. That's right. That's yeah. it. He was like a teenager. He was like 14, 15 years old. But this is yeah. largest female woman. mouth. Yeah, this is a female so mouth. So we're... Okay. Mm. But he, I think there's he also... He could still have his title. I think another kid took it, like, a month ago. Oh, okay. Because now there's some kid from Isaac Johnson. From where? Um, Here? He doesn't say. Right. We don't care about him. Bloomington, Minnesota. Go to hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, so look at look at this logo here of Lou's yeah. in her mouth, right? Yeah. yeah. They're about the same. Uh, so anyhow, uh, according to her, uh, she says the children of TikTok were convinced that she had a world record mouth after seeing her stretch it in one of her videos and encouraged her to go after the record. Uh, Dr. Elk Chung uh, had used digital calipers to calculate the length and width of her mouth to determine its maximum stretch, and after taking all measurements, averaged the data, and they confirmed the final record-breaking total. And from a very young age, Sam always knew that she had a big mouth. Uh, since no one in her family had a mouth quite as large as hers, eventually it became a characteristic unique to who she was. She had, Growing up, she was often bullied and made fun of by other kids. They called her Big Bass Mouth, <laughs> among other things. It's actually a good one. Uh, but <laughs> after time, her mouth became a quality about herself that she learned to love and accept, and now she hopes that she can inspire others to embrace the parts of themselves that make true individuals. So what happens is, is that, you know, obviously when it's resting, unless she's doing an, an over-exaggerated mouth opening, you would not know, you know? Right. Right. She does have wide cheeks. Right, like a chipmunk cheeks. Like really cute, though. Yeah. Uh, And so she says that um, they say that she can uh, fit an entire green apple in her mouth. Wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, She can fully bite through four single stacked cheeseburgers and can fit an entire large size uh, French fries in her mouth. I want to see her do like a leaf blower in her mouth. Right. That'd be cool. That gets. Like a mini Cooper in her mouth. (laughs) Yeah, she has 1.7 million followers on uh, TikTok. She's very talented. Uh, She even duetted with Isaac Johnson, who Marissa said uh, holds the male version of the title. Oh, I'd love to see them French kiss. And it's a regular part of her TikTok uh, stuff, and she wants to become a performer and a comedian. Imagine seeing that in Vegas. Off to a good start. Where are you going to tonight? Go see the big mouth woman. Yeah, the chick with the huge mouth. So, uh, yeah, her name is Sam Ramsdell. So, there you go. She's got the uh, the world record. All right, uh, notice some other things. Um, Oh, man. Noticed a story out of New Jersey this morning. Uh, this is in Reddington, and I'm not sure where Reddington, New Jersey is central. in the state. <laughs> Steph, any idea where Reddington is? You're a central Jersey person. No, no I have no, no. idea. 
Nick's going to look that up. Is it near Red Bank? We'll find out in a moment. It's so. near uh, Clinton. It's nowhere near Red Bank. Okay. It is in the middle of the state. So it is central New Jersey. Okay, central Jersey. So Verano Holdings, one of the nation's largest medical marijuana cultivators, has moved into a former Walmart building on Route 22 in Reddington, New Jersey. And uh, neighbors are saying that the smell from the SIP facility is making them crazy. So is it dis- is it a dispensary, Preston? No, no, no. It's cultivation. Cultivation. They're, they're growing it. Okay. So saying that it's so bad that they can't even go outside. So, okay. So I could sort of see this. I think even yeah. if you are a... So I, I don't indulge, but I've been around certainly concerts where the indulging was taking place. Oh, it's a, it's a pungent It gets smell. a little oppressive. Um, I personally love it. I mean, so I go to a dispensary because right. I have a medical marijuana card, and when I step in the door, <sighs> that's how I, I'm like... Daddy's home. I'm like, oh, smells so good. Oh, it's uh, a regular Saturday night thing. After about eight... Uh, it was about... Yeah. yeah. After about eight months, neighbors say they started smelling what they thought were skunks. Yes. But it turns out that it was the growing operation. Quick question for you on that. Uh, skunky, is that, stinky bud. Is that So that skunk smell is not um, particularly one strain because I've always heard of skunk weed. Right. But uh, that that is you, that smell accompanies a lot of cannabis, correct? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff smells okay. like skunk, and right. that's why I've learned to appreciate the smell of a skunk. <laughs> so when you walk in, is it like uh, when you walk into oh, the dispensary? Yes. No life, I know. So magical. I actually do a somersault right when I when I come through the door. Imagination. <laughs> I it's really it. remarkable. I went by there yet, therefore, yesterday. They have this entire Walmart as a growing facility. I mean, this old Walmart Walmart that is closed, it's theirs just to grow. Yeah, I bet you they yeah. kept a lot of the employees. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. Uh, well, listen, no those, those growing operations are really big. Yeah. I mean, the, the, um, These um, are like a hydroponic setup, right? I, I don't know. It's, yeah. a, it's a greenhouse of some sort, but, it's, uh, it's yeah, they probably grow them hydroponically. I think the smell of non-burning marijuana smells better than the smell of burning marijuana. I agree. Would you say the same for yeah. like for coffee? I, I don't. Uh, um, oh, brewing coffee smells. Mm. Oh, Ooh, both of them are good. Both yeah. coffee smells, I think, are good. But I, I uh, I'm with you, Casey. I don't hate the smell of burning marijuana, but the smell of like if you're sniffing, if you're sniffing a bag. <laughs> um, it smells really good. Like you're a urologist. Yeah. Can, I, can I sniff your bag? <laughs> we really won't know unless I can sniff your nutsack. <laughs> are you sure you're a doctor? Nutsack. Said yeah. bag. <laughs> My yam bag. <laughs> Get in the van. <laughs> My facility's out of a van. I <laughs> for five dollars I'll sniff your yam. Bag. It's your bag. like I actually prefer. This doesn't seem medical at all. <laughs> I actually prefer the smell of burning cigarettes or cigars than I do of burning marijuana. And uh, that was even before. Like, uh, what, what about know, a pipe case? What, what about a pipe? Oh, I love the smell of a pipe, dude. I saw a guy smoking a hookah. Uh, like, he was sitting in the back of his... I was coming off of the beach. Yeah. And there was a dude... Which is disgusting. Which, <laughs> no, I wasn't coming on the beach. I was coming off of the beach. Right. Totally fine. Um, but I, there was a guy who was sitting in the back of his, like, Toyota Art RAV4 or whatever, yeah. smoking a hookah. I was like, that is the weirdest looking thing. You know, he was just kind of... Was he sitting... Uh... 
He wasn't smoking pot out of the hookah. No, no, no I know. Yeah. Was he sitting in the back seat? Was he? A, was that a hatchback? Is a Rav Four? It, it was or? like he was like tailgating, right? So, oh, like okay, he, yeah. Okay. So the back was open up. A hookah, I, I think, it was a larger piece of equipment. It is. Rev. It is. Large. You can get smaller ones. You can get ones that can are, you? You know, about maybe less than a foot tall. Probably. It looked like a. But lamp. There's some that are really so big. The whole process of a hookah is you're using water as a right. Are you as not? a filter? Yeah, it's like, a, and, like an elaborate bong. And yeah. also, multiple people can can, can do that. Do it if they right. if they have those tubes that come. You know the pipes that come out so i've wanted to go to a hookah bar um there was one that i can see where where from vertex fitness that used to be there is cornered seemed to be hopping and i think since the pandemic obviously when you don't want to be going halvesies on mouthpieces (laughs) it kind of went away right uh so by the way 68 neighbors have signed a petition calling for the township to do something about these particular odors uh that are in the reddington new jersey area so you can go over there today yourself it's stanky all right, uh, notice this other thing. Um, oh, this is sad news. Uh, so one of the or- six original Rosie the Riveters died last week after Aww. spending her life making sure that Americans would never forget the trailblazing women who helped boost the country's military arsenal uh, during World War II. Her name was uh, Phyllis Gold. She was 99 years old. Uh, died on July 20th from uh, complications of a stroke. Uh, she worked at a California shipyard for 90 cents an hour. And she said, we had equal pay with the men. She said, I was married, a young marriage, and he was a welder, and I became a welder and was making the same money that he did, which was, you know, at the time... Not quite the norm. A a rarity. Right. So she was one of around 5 million civilian women who worked in factories and shipyards during World War II, uh, which freed men uh, to go fight in the war. By the way, that that Rosie the Riveter look... Yes. uh, I love when women current day... Put that on. It's great. I, I, I think it. it looks awesome. It, it's so retro. It's, yeah. it's quasi Betty Pageish. Yes, uh, very much so. so. Yeah, no, I agree. There was a movie that Kurt Russell was in, Swing Shift. Yes, Swing yeah. Shift. With uh, with Christine, and Christine Lottie, I think, was the other uh, actress, and and it was really cool. Yeah, it showed what they did as, yep. as the men went off, but they were a vital part of the war effort. Yep, very much so. And in fact, they, 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 a lot of the women who were making, um, building the Spitfires over in England, mm-hmm. they they had the same sort of program, and okay. they were, you know, uh, it was very cool. Uh, Gold helped establish a museum and uh, make March 21st National Rosie the Riveter Day. Uh, She wrote hundreds of handwritten letters lobbying for a congressional gold medal for the Riveters, and her efforts paid off at the time of her death. Uh, She was actually working working to design the award, which will be given out next year. So she came close to seeing it happen, but close enough to know that it was going to happen. So that's Mm. cool. Uh, she took that uh, tenacious work ethic home with her, too. She built a log cabin with a hammer and nails. And at age 92, she joined fellow Riveters at the White House, which was a lifelong dream of hers. That's awesome. And they, uh, so we had the original poster up uh, on the screen here, and it was, We Can Do It, was the slogan. Yeah. The original yeah. slogan, which they passed on, was, Not so sure about this. Okay. Yeah. That and this seemed a little bit more inspiring. More positive. Uh, but she had logged a well-lived life in her uh, meticulous journals, writing, I still have places to go and adventures to live. So huh. sad news for her, but she but that is excellent. lived a hell of a life. All right. Uh, noticed this other story this morning. Uh, and sellers haven't had a hard time selling homes lately, but a new survey from Zillow reveals that you can get up to $5,000 more for your home if you paint your walls certain colors. I've okay. heard this. Mm-hmm. 
I love Zillow, by the way. There's an app right on my TV, and I'll, sometimes I'll just sit there and look at oh, the properties no and houses. That's cool. Yeah, because I'm, I'm nosy. I, yeah. I like to see other people's houses. It really, I mean, that SNL skit of it being yeah. Zillow porn is so accurate. I, yeah. I will fall down that rabbit hole for hours. So so the Inquirer always has, like, uh, apartment for, you know, apartments oh, yeah, and other yeah, little yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Philly, I, Mag, Philly Mag does that, absolutely. too. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it. I probably get a Zillow link texted to me at least once a day. At least once a day. From who? Who's uh, Gary from Lauer? My wife. <laughs> from Gary Lauer. Gary Lauer. I thought yeah. this would be good for you <laughs> and your family. Lots of property, good school district. No, my wife sends me links oh. all the time. Marissa? You guys have to follow Zillow Gone Wild on <laughs> Instagram. They find all the houses that like look normal on the outside, but they are outrageous on the inside. Oh, like, yeah. A hot tub in the middle of the kitchen or like <laughs> outrageous crazy wallpaper in the bathroom. Oh, I might have to check that out. Zillow Gone Wild, it's Zillow called? Zillow Gone Wild. Uh, yeah, Fark.com has a, uh, a, a repository of that stuff, too. They're great to look at. Yeah. It's weird because, uh, you know, I watch a lot of home improvement type of shows, like, you know, your Love It and List It right. or, you know, real estate shows. And it's funny because my wife and I, we, we get honked <laughs> off at these people who uh, comment on paint color when they're about to buy a, a home or they're or looking to buy a home. And that's the easiest fix whatsoever. Totally. Well, what's, what's, what's the paint color that they okay. would say would be the most likely to ensure a sale? Light blue is currently, currently the most popular color for bathrooms. And participants yeah. said a light blue bathroom would be enough to justify 1.6 higher 1.6% higher offer price so about $5000 on a $290,000 home white walls in the kitchen increased interest in uh touring or purchasing a home and buyers also liked light yellow off white dark gray dark red and dark green for kitchen colors oh, so my red. The darkest room in my house is actually my room is is a blue paint, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I tend to like paints that are a little bit lighter. That that um, uh, you know you have to take a second look if someone says what's the color of these walls where it's yeah not, like it, almost yeah. Very rarely do I see something that's a really pronounced color. I'm like I, I really dig that. You yeah. know, I I suggested something we had, we had redid one of our bathrooms a couple of years ago and because uh, it just needed it. It was it just made no sense. We weren't using the. Uh, uh, the bathtub in there and everything, so we just made right, a shower. Right. Anyhow, um, I wanted to make it the bathroom because a lot of times you're going in there in the morning first thing. I wanted to make a big bright, so it's almost like a yes. can- canary yellow yes. to kind of wake you up. It's a bit of a color pop. I'm down with that. I thought it worked because out they say colors that that are that uh, again colors that tend to agitate people are like uh, an orange. Right. Different shades of orange can do that, and uh, <clears throat> and red. Red obviously can agitate. Do that, yes. Oh, really? My bathroom is yellow. I mean, it's been okay. yellow since I it, for since I built the house. So I'm how yellow? Uh, like Big Bird yellow? No, it's not canary yellow, but it's it's yellow enough. Okay, okay. I I like a yellow bathroom. I, I like a softer, creamier yellow. Mm-hmm. But um, our when we bought our home, the uh, foyer area was yeah. like blood red. Luann Khan did that, right? Didn't she? She did. That's where yeah. she would hold the human sacrifice. Well, that, but the, right. That's why I was I was surprised to hear you say that it. Um, uh, gave off agitation to people because um, red was very trendy for a long time. A lot of people were doing rooms that deep red. Our, it was one of those red. one of those surveys that, and, and they, I'm sure, it, you know, well, it's the scientific basis for that. But uh, if you like the color, it's going to be well. Yeah, yeah of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, we went with a with a dark red in one of our uh, in our like our little office area. 
Yeah, so um, my brother is a real estate agent, and so he's uh, in tune to a lot of this, and he's designed a lot of houses. He's actually really great with it um, and, you know, done the decorating inside the house. And so he knows, you know, where the right. trends are going. And so, you know, like I'll ask him what, you know, what's going away, what's coming back and things like that. But um, a friend of mine did the Kardashian all white all house. All white, the whole house. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's different, and I don't yeah. know that I could do it, but, like, I love it. Like going to her house, really? I feel yes. Like Steve. like like antiseptically Andromeda strain white. I mean, it's not. She's got two kids and a dog, so it's not antiseptic. But I mean, it's white. She's got white rugs. She's got white couches. No. She has white furniture. She no. has a white kitchen. She has a white bathroom. And Any pets? Yeah, she has a dog. Really? Yeah, I'm telling. But you. I could see when you walk in, you go, "Wow!" It makes a it's, statement it like does. immediately. That, so. That's what it yeah. is. I like white. It, it it makes a statement, and you, I just. Like I like going over there. It feels like nice and welcoming when so you walk clean. in. Okay. Yeah. Well, Steve. Yeah. Oh my get God, things. this is awesome. Yes. <laughs> There's no germs. He's like the uh, that wanna... episode of Creep Show that was segment in the movie Preston, where the yeah. guy keeps everything. Oh. Uh, to me, here's here, the other day, Kathy. Uh, uh, the, we have every, the house is really. I'm very happy with our house. Bringing something up the stairs, a, a ladder. It shifted a little bit as I was moving it, and the bottom rubber thing did a mark across the wall. <gasps> you got it. F and be kidding me. Magic eraser. I, that'll take care of it. Yeah. I, mean, I know, but it's still... Wait, so my friend who has the all-white house is the one who paid uh, $850 for shipping on the Pottery Barn. Uh, I knew it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, by the way, when it comes to the living room, survey participants preferred gray and also said they liked light green, white, dark gray, and light yellow as options. We have light green. As far as bedrooms go, bright blue was the top pick, along with white, light blue, and dark gray. My wife's bedroom is yellow, to like your bathroom color, Preston, okay. I would say. Again, a, a bright wake-up color. On average, Zillow notes, bright green and bright yellow living rooms decreased Interest among surveyed buyers uh, to tour a property. Both colors, on average, had a negative effect on prospective offer prices. What color is so, the paint in your bedroom? Uh, it is kind of a burnt orange. I know right. you said orange is agitated, oh, no. but, but it's no. It's more of a... Um, a brown? No, no. It reminds me of, um, I think of like, um, you know, Sedona. You oh. know, I, I kind of get that earthy yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, uh, type of feel right. from it. Not, so. car- not comic book or not, card no theater. not orange yeah, yeah. orange but it's like a burnt orange so let me ask you because um i sort of have those earthy tones in my house as well and i really have the itch to like go in and redo all of it like get really? rid of the earth tones you and- mean like star wars posters and stuff <laughs> <laughs> no but do you feel like that with your earth tones or no um no i mean okay. I, we don't have a no i haven't i thought about I, for a kick there i was thinking about changing my bedroom to a very like masculine uh green and and mahogany like the masters uh like yeah the, yeah like, well it very much like a was green. A, a lot of the really cool um uh uh, uh when, when you go to a country clubs right and you go into the, to the men's locker right. rooms mm-hmm. the really nice ones are like a green and brown color and I just kind of found that really kind of cool. Mas- it's a perceived masculine. It's very masculine, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 When my son was like four or five, he started this hobby of collecting paint swatches when we would go to Lowe's or Home Depot. <laughs> I don't know what uh, attracted him to that. But now we have a thousand of them in the house. And yeah. he still does it. So we wanted to paint. We haven't painted his bedroom yet in, in my house. Um, but we have all of these paint swatches. And every Why don't you just go, wallpaper with those? Well, right? I mean, now we have enough of them that we could just do the entire wall it's with the swatches. a couple of colors up there you like. I know why Ben collected those, and this is totally off topic, but when I was a kid, and we would go on a trip, and we would stay in a hotel, and then the lobby, 
when they had all those pamphlets about the great, wonderful things that you could do. Right. You know, the tourist attractions. I would take one of each and every (laughs) single one of those. Right. And just to have a stack is of it? them. And I saved them for a while. They were free, That's man. It. They're that free. Was it. They're free and available. <laughs> the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And like he sees these things and he's like, oh, you can just take them. Well, like, there's an entire house built out of foam rubber. <laughs> Mine was like, ooh, Mammoth Cave uh-huh. and uh, Whitewater Rafting. Look at this locomotive. Yeah, exactly. Nearby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you seen the removable wallpaper that a lot of people are doing no. now? No. It's like is it a, like contact wait, paper? Wait, did Aaron McGarity just do that? Ern McGurk? You know what? I think she did. Yeah, Nick. I think she did. So, yes, it's, so it's it's like a peel and stick, basically, and okay. it's it's I, not putting that adhesive where you're like ha- have to chisel off your wallpaper. Is when it it's like time color forms, or is it is it? I mean, Steve, it sounds like contact paper. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's I, rolls of wallpaper, and you peel the back off. You uh, stick it on me. You still have to cut it yourself, and you sort of have to line it uh, up so that it matches. Right. Dude, my dad was good at that. Yeah. He, oh man, he would almost. You, you could no. see where the seam was, but whatever pattern, he would match it up perfect. I would never try no. to put up wallpaper I'll myself. T- I'll tell you why. The first uh, apartment that my wife and I had, Massapequa, Long Island, Kathy. So we converted. It was. It, it had been a like a, a doctor's office, and it was above. You know, we rented this uh, yeah. apartment, and we made it into a living facility. There were about nine layers of wallpaper mm. on the wall I mean, <laughs> with that thing where you're just scraping and yeah, going yeah. through it. I expect it to, you know, finally come out the other and open a hole to the wall. That's how many levels of wallpaper. I can't even put window stickers on my car without having a ton of bubbles in it. You know, like I yeah. couldn't imagine well, I think trying this to. This is different. I think because because they're they're marketing it as you can do it yourself like it's mm. it's not how it used to be you're not going to get <laughs> those bubbles and things like that case i haven't done it but i've seen a ton of people that have and not people who are like do it yourselfers just people who yeah, you know want to save some, some money uh, yeah listen i i don't like I don't like wallpaper. I don't like paneling. I, I like the regular, I like a painted wall. You yeah. Know? Have you guys seen what, like, Nick Murphy and his wife did to their, yeah, their, their vestibule? Door. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. It really She's is. an artist. Yeah. Well, so that what they, what they do is yeah. really, really cool. What did they do? It's just, like, cool little designs. Like these, like these lines that lead to the front door, like, like these angles that come in and it's like force perspective it, it like creates action right it like yes. creates movement towards right. the door but it's they did really it with cool. with paint and not wallpaper but it you know it looks like it could be wallpaper i right? love i love that i love that forest perspective thing yeah the, the rooms that are painted in a way to look at you that you're getting bigger as you walk across the room and all that stuff but you know you you, you don't turn that kind of optical illusion into your living room uh somebody texted and said kathy uh vinyl wallpaper maybe is that what it, it is this guy says my wife has it in our house i mean i don't know if that's but no what i'm talking about is literally it's called removable wallpaper okay. huh. and right. it's it's also used if you're if you live in an apartment you don't or you're renting a house and you don't own it yeah um you can easily just peel it off when you leave is, do, have you ever subscribed to the notion of just having spare walls that you put up <laughs> wait they th- also have sorry they also have countertops too that you can uh make look like it's like marble or yeah, granite, and then you peel cool. it off before you leave. We have a picture in our studio of Nick Murphy's that's front door. That's great. Is that, that not awesome. cool? Yeah. Yeah. But, of course, it helps to be a real legitimate artist. Yeah. When yeah, you're right? an artist, Seriously. you can... Oh, man. <laughs> when, I, uh, when we were first having children, uh, when I painted the nursery, I wanted to do a... Kind of like a like a farm landscape scene. I was going to have, you know, I had uh, blue on top, green on the bottom, and I was going to do like a white picket fence right. sort of a border. And I was so surprised and happy with the lines that I had, like the perfect line yeah. from blue to green that I just left it the way it was because I just loved no it. So, uh, no, 
we so the um the betting was you know the the farm stuff so I we didn't have to but I just when when I peel the tape off and you know when when you're painting it, you peel, it and, and always you, screws up and it always and it didn't and oh. when it didn't I was like this looks so good. I don't. I don't want to have. To, I don't want to change anything. Uh, you know, I'm I was never just, moving. I'm not, I am never ever moving. There are these things, and you see, talk about Ron Popeil uh, Preston. Mm-hmm. There are these things that they sell that are supposed. They're, they're guides and guards that swear you can't screw it up if you're mm-hmm. looking yeah, for. Did you get clean lines? Right, no, you can right. easily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyhow, uh, there, there are. You can research this, but there are certain colors that can actually increase your your home sale. Do we have time for another word? We have. We, t- right? we actually do have time for one more short story. One All right, sure more. One. All right. Story from the non <laughs> All right. Uh, I noticed this uh, story about uh, a game called Hot Wheels Unleashed, and Mattel has just unleashed a list of cars. Uh, for players to use in this particular game. So it's a video game, from what I understand. All right. Um, and the way it works is, Steve, it is a... Um, they are the Mattel... They're the Hot Wheels cars. From your they're childhood? The, yeah, but they are... Um, essentially, it's like as if you shrank down to that size. Oh! And you could get in the car and drive it around. On the super track with the, uh, the Yes, yes, house? on the signature orange tracks. Yes. Uh, and, like, I think you look around and you see, like, it's like being in the movie Toy Story. You're looking right. around, you're, you're, you're tiny, and you're looking around the bedroom, and you're racing these cars oh, and I might things. be down with this. So they have, uh, they have listed some uh, new vehicles that they've added, uh, and they're a lot of fun. So they have the Party Wagon from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Uh, Snoopy, meaning Snoopy's uh, doghouse. Um, Kit from Knight Rider. I saw a Batmobile. Uh, the Back to the Fe- Future uh, machine. And, yes, the Batmobile. Um, uh, yes, very cool. Uh, do you Are you a fan of any racing video games? Not anymore. Uh, uh, but I, when I was a kid, I There was them. a series I loved, um, uh, The Midnight Club, uh, which was great. I mean, t- I don't need... Gran Turismo accuracy. I, I want to do things that you would not want to, you know, that, that would be reckless in a car. Burnout was one. Yeah. Burnout had a, a mode in the game, Preston, where the object was to drive into an intersection and cause as much damage as possible. Uh, that Simpsons taxi game. Love it. Was a was blast. Fun. Love it. Going around Springfield. Yeah, yeah. Picking people up. Terrific. Up the, uh, the, yes. the characters. That was a lot of fun. So when I was growing up, the Nintendo games, the racing games that you wanted was Rad Racer was one. And then, um, dude, RC Pro Am. Do you guys oh, ever play yes, RC? I yes, I remember that. What? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I played all those games as a kid. Yeah, right? Kathy, honestly, <laughs> I, I, Midnight Club was such a good series. The good thing about it, too, Preston, is that where you were driving, there was a column of of, of light in the city. So you'd see it in the distance, uh-huh. and you always had a focal point. Okay. And you could just... Haul ass. Mm. The, the maps were fantastic. So, besides those, uh, like movie vehicles and so on, a few of the other uh, real life vehicles that they are now mm. going to feature are the uh, the Audi R8 Spider, the Audi Ooh. Sport Quattro, the '55 Chevy, a Copo Camaro, '71 El Camino, '69 Dodge Charger Daytona, uh, '32 Ford, a '56 Ford truck, and 2018 Ford Mustang GT, the a Humvee. Gremlin? Bunch of no, but I mean they have some fun. They have a mini S, a mini Cooper S challenge. Ah, interesting. Uh, so bunch of interesting uh, things, but it'd be kind of neat because they're going to be like the actual toys that you played with. I like that. You yeah. are small, and yeah. you can get them and ride them on the uh, the old tracks, which is kind of cool. Interesting. All right, uh, that's all I have time to notice right now. Uh, so we've been the noticer. Well, I did notice one thing. 
We got to take a break. Oh. Uh, and we're going to do that very thing and come back in just a moment because I think we got some bizarre file surgery. Do I have something to give away, Kate? Yeah, you know what? Uh, we haven't done this yet this week. Beer. 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 Uh, we are going to give away... Uh, oh, okay. We have a case of Kona Spiked Island Seltzer. Mm. It's a variety pack. And caller number 15, you're at least 21. You can get this, 215-263-WMMR. It's beer made with passion, quality, and a whole lot of Hawaii. Uh, it's Liquid Aloha from Kona Brewing Company. Enjoy Kona's Big Wave on tap and Kona Seltzers at Creekside Sports Bar and Grill in Limerick with indoor and outdoor dining. Beautiful patio, picturesque golf course views, and a great event space. Visit CreeksideSportsBar.com. Call it 15, yours. Coming back with the B-Files. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. Hey, it's Marcus. Imagine a world without cancer. Help make it a reality. Join me and Team WMMR on Sunday, September 19th for the 49th annual American Cancer Society Bikeathon. We'll start by crossing the Ben Franklin Bridge, and there are multiple starting points in New Jersey. Each Team WMMR rider gets an official team t shirt. Registration and complete details at WMMR.com. The ACS Bikeathon. Another way 933 WMMR is putting Philly first. All right, we got bizarre file stories for you. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. Brought to you this morning by Megalobe Ultra. You can join Casey Boy and the MMR Rock and Rollers in the Bend to the Shore Bike Tour, August 29th. Megalobe Ultra is a proud sponsor of the MMR Rock and Rollers. We'll start with this man, a lucky gem trader with water problems, made an extraordinary discovery. When having a well drilled in his backyard in Sri Lanka, workers found a 2.5 million carat sapphire cluster weighing more than a thousand pounds. It is worth around $100 million on the international market. And what instigated this digging again? A well. A well. Yeah, they were were digging a, a well in his backyard and it's like the size of... I don't know, uh, like a barrel. It's gigantic. And he happens to be a gem collector? I guess so, yeah. So a gem trader, yeah. God almighty. It is the largest known cluster of its kind. The find was actually made last year, uh, but it has now been certified as valuable. Uh, The owner, referred to as Mr. Gamage by the BBC, named it Serendipity Sapphire. So It's just amazing. You know that would never happen to anybody like us. Uh, this is pretty impressive. Bayless Park in Council Bluff, Nebraska, has been the victim of repeat bubble vandals. Bubble vandals? Yeah. Twice in the last few uh, weeks, the park's fountain and water features have had to be turned off thanks to residents dumping soap into the fountain, creating huge mounds of bubbles. Uh, the city says it's not a harmless prank, <laughs> as the bubbles can be damaging to the uh, piping inside the fountain. Yes. And that it wastes time and money for city workers to clean up when they could be focused on other responsibilities. Uh, the mayor says that he estimates that each time the prank happens, costs about $2,500 of taxpayers' money uh, to correct. Didn't he threaten the dean over at Faber to sit on that frat? <laughs> he may be, yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's fizzies in the... <laughs> In the cadavers, yeah. Every We're talking spring, about the toilets explode. 
Uh, all right. This is, th- keep this in mind if you get upset about something. A man apparently infuriated over the government's advice to get vaccinated against COVID-19 sent numerous violent emails to U.S. the uh, U.S. National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease Director Anthony Fauci, threatening to, amongst other things, break every bone in his, quote, disgusting elf skull and sew his scalp onto a rat while warning that the famed public health researcher would soon be hunted, tortured, beaten, and enslaved. <clears throat> Thomas Patrick Connolly, now 56 years old, faces charges of making threats against federal official and interstate communications containing a threat to harm both of which are felonies. In addition to allegedly bombarding Fauci with unhinged threats, calling him a sickening, compromised, satanic Freemason criminal, <laughs> a disgusting piece of elf garbage, and that his wife and daughters would each be shot in their disgusting pig snouts while you watch, Conley described in the complaint as a technical writer, also menaced NIH Director Francis Collins multiple times via Collins' official government email account, uh, say prosecutors. I'm not a uh, professional here with this, but this, this guy seems upset. Yeah. Uh, he wrote, drop the mandatory vaccine talk, maggot, or you're getting six mandatory shots in your worthless satan- Satanist skull. Now, obviously, this is all disgusting, uh, what he's proposing here, but I am a little interested in seeing a rat with a full head of human hair. You know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. There I mean, are parts. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying, but right. you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater right. on this one. He said, you and your buddies, Gates and Soros, too, you sick little F. I'll smash every tooth out of your... The skull. Uh, elf snout. Uh, he says some derogatory uh. terms for homosexuals in here. Uh, Connolly does not have a lawyer listed in court okay. records, and uh, they haven't been able to reach him for comment as of yet. It's very busy. A little bit unhinged. Uh, how about this? This is kind of fun. Uh, Charles and Diana's wedding cake has emerged for sale 40 years after they tied the knot, and it is still wrapped in cling film. Uh, the impressive portion of icing and marzipan base is decorated with a royal coat of arms in red, blue, and gold. It was given to Moira Smith, one of the Queen Mother's employees at Clarence House, following the 1981 ceremony. It's a little dry. (laughs) The slice, which measures 8 inches by 7 inches and weighs 28 ounces, has been preserved in cling film in an old cake tin for four decades. It was kept by Moira's uh, family until 2008, when it was acquired by a collector who is now selling it with auctioneer's Dominic Winter. In the tin was a collection of the Queen's Garbage Pail Kids cards. Aw. Uh, in total, 23 official cakes were made for the wedding, including a centerpiece five feet tall layered, uh, a, a centerpiece five foot tall layered fruit cake weighing 225 pounds. Wow. You know what? Any cake that I've ever had that's been that elaborate has never tasted good. I, like, yeah. I, I'm more pedestrian in my cake taste. Give me, me my too. Duncan Hines. Yeah, for yeah. Christ's sake. Fine. Nice Especially out of the box. Double suit cake right. with canned frosting, especially fondant. <laughs> oh, fondant Boo. sucks. It's like marzipan. The only it looks cool, you know, like our saucy redhead. She she does the cakes. Her marzipan is, I mean, her her fondant doesn't taste like marzipan. Otherwise, ninety percent of them do. Don't like it. Stop. This slice is believed to have been cut from a cake distributed to staff at Clarence House and thanked him for the efforts. The cake tin. Where the slice has been kept as a, has a note which reads, Handle with care, Prince Charles and Princess Diana's wedding cake, M.C. Smith. Oh, so they had like a, like a DJ. Uh, yeah, there you go, M.C. Smith. Uh, the slice is tipped to fetch uh, at least $1,000 when it is sold alongside an order 
or of, of uh, service for the St. Paul's Cathedral Wedding and Royal Wedding Breakfast Program. Do you have any? Uh, uh, did you have a piece of your wedding cake? Did oh, you? No. We we did for the and then we ate it on our right. one year anniversary. Okay. okay. Uh, there you go. So I got in the B file for you. Huh. Real quick, can I read this uh, email? This is kind of cute. Uh, it says, uh, "Hey Presbo, <laughs> I'm a listener from Albuquerque, and in this and this August marks 14 years of listening to the show via podcast. And I found this funny because here's how they discover sometimes like Albuquerque, and they're not from Philadelphia, right? Yes. They said we first downloaded an episode simply because my uncle's name is." Preston, oh. and we've listened ever since. That's oh. as good a reason as any. You guys rock. That is from Ethan Pruitt, and then he wrote, P.S., is there some of the, you know, just improv <laughs> that you have been known, been come to known as? Is there uh, some of the, uh, 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 you know, just improv that you have been known, to, uh, been come to known as? Uh, so thank you, Ethan, and just uh, the name alone. It's <laughs> great. Had him try it out, and uh, they've stuck with us, so we appreciate the love, my friend. All right, um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll see if you've been paying attention. We'll have a lesson question from today's program. Trash and Music News coming up as well, so we'll be back shortly. Stay put. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Oh, my God, we already have... A Daily Rush video of our Battle of the So-Called Experts, or the Self-Proclaimed Experts this morning, the Harry Potter edition. Miraculous. So if you'd like to see, it was a lot of fun. Steph and Lauren went up against each other, and uh, I'm not even going to tell you who won right now. No. I'll just go watch the video for just yourself. Just Nick Murphy's a wizard. It was neck and neck, yeah. man, <clears throat> and it came down to the wire, and uh, we had a lot of fun with it. Watch that now. At PrestonandSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. Uh, we're going to give something away. We're going to do a lesson question today. We're going to give away a Blu-ray copy of A Quiet Place Part 2. And the question I think we're going to go with is, what rocker endorsed the Vegematic? <laughs> Not really. Uh, but if you heard it earlier this morning and you know what rocker endorsed the Vegematic... Uh, you should give us a call right now, 215-263-WMMR. We'll see if you know the answer. While we're waiting for that call, let's do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you by Club Risque. Don't miss Sophie D this Thursday through Saturday. So today through Thursday at Club Risque, uh, you can visit clubrisque.com. The Delaware Valley's premier gentleman's club is Club Risque. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Clelly, Kelly, Clelly, Kelly Clarkson's ex-husband, Brandon Blackstock, get this, will be receiving a quarter of a million dollars a month in spousal support. Blackstock says he needs the money to pursue his hobby, which is burning large wooden crates filled with money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Holly Madison revealing that her time with uh, at the Playboy Mansion with late husband Hugh Hefner often left her miserable. Madison says that no matter how great the perks were, there would always come that point in the evening where she had to, quote, suck the rope. Oh, hey! <laughs> dear God. <laughs> and finally... <laughs> oh, my dear God. It's a terrifying image. Yes, it is. It's in my head right now. <laughs> Chris, Harris, Chris Harrison, who has paid millions of dollars on his contract for being let go from the basher, says he's not holding a grudge. Harrison says there's something liberating about not coming home from work smelling like semen. Yeah. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash. All right. Uh, we are looking for the answer to the lesson question today. And I'm going to the phone see if we can find out what rocker endorsed 
the Veg-O-Matic, and it is Kyle who gets the answer. Hey, Kyle. Hey, you guys rock. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. All right, what rocker uh, had uh, endorsed the Veg-O-Matic? That was Gene Simmons. Yeah. Gene Simmons. One moment, Kyle. We'll get your info, and then we will give you a Blu-ray copy of A Quiet Place Part 2, starring Emily Blunt. Available now on 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray, and digital. Or you can get the two-movie collection available exclusively on Blu-ray and digital, which is rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Armor, Metals, and Recycling. Get cash today. If you need cash fast, you just bring your scrap and e-cycling to Armor, Metals, and Recycling. And walk away with cash today. Located in Pensacola, New Jersey, or at armormetalsrecycling.com. In new legal documents, Marilyn Manson has claimed that Esme Bianco's rape claims are not true. According to TMZ, Mason uh, filed the di- filed to dismiss the Game of Thrones actress's uh, claims of sexual assault, saying that she is she had waited too late to sue him and is way past the statute of limitations. As a result, he thinks her case should be tossed. Manson's attorney also said that Bianco's claims are part of a coordinated attack among multiple women who he says are cynically and dishonestly seeking to monetize and exploit the Me Too movement. Mm. Uh, Manson has not denied having sex with the women, but says that all of the encounters are consensual relationships. Uh, Bianco had claimed that Manson allegedly tied her down, whipped her, electrocuted her, and cut her with a knife. However, Manson's attorney says Bianco's claims are provably false. Um, I should have led with this story of the death of Dusty Hill. We spent a good amount of time talking about it earlier this morning. And I had misplaced my information, so I don't have it handy. But he passed away uh, yesterday. Um, unexpectedly, we had heard about it. He was in his sleep, yeah, yeah. but he had, he had had some hip injuries yes. uh, over the past few years that had been troublesome for him, and he had been away from the band for a few days, um, but uh, he was one of the, the original three, and that band had been together for 50 years, doing yeah. what they do still to this day, the three guys, and, uh, you know, it's just sad news because I, I, I remember, when we, I think we had a discussion. It may have been something that... Um, our buddy Andre Gardner over at MGK had brought up of what band, what is the longest-running band with all the original members right. still touring today. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it was a year or two ago they had a conversation, and it it had to be ZZ Top. I would uh, imagine. Or, or maybe it the was time. The, a threesome the, or a, a three-part band. But, um, I mean, they were just constant. They were all the time together and still touring. Uh, Dusty was born May 19, 1949 in Dallas. He and Frank Beard moved to Houston in 1969. They teamed up with Billy Gibbons in his newly formed ZZ Top. And although Gibbons was primarily a band singer, uh, Hill took the lead on the group's 1975 Top 20 classic, Tush, and was just a a force on that bottom end. So sad news. I was never a comprehensive ZZ Top fan, but I always loved certain songs and certain, you know, uh, albums and, and phases of their career. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's, you know that ZZ Top sound. A statement from the band uh, said, We're saddened by the news today that our compadre, Dusty Hill, had passed away in his sleep and ho- at home in Houston, Texas. We, along with legions of ZZ Top fans around the world, will miss our steadfast presence, your good nature, and enduring commitment to providing that monumental bottom to the top. We will forever be connected to that blue shuffling sea. 
and you will be greatly missed, amigo. Um, so we'll see if there are any word on his uh, uh, funeral plans and so yeah, on after yeah. this. Uh, but uh, sad news to hear the world rock and roll. And you recommend the documentary, correct? Oh, man, it is so good. It's on Netflix. And what, what's interesting about it, Chuck had, had recommended it to me, is um, as they are telling the story of the band in old photos and interviews and old video and stuff like that, um, the guys nowadays, in, in current day, uh, are in like a, a rehearsal hall. Yeah. And in between those stories, it, they get together and they play. That's they're, cool. And they, they start jamming these songs and they're playing, you know, Jesus Left Chicago and all these other great tunes. Uh, it's just a really cool format for a documentary and it's very, very thorough in its uh, uh, look back at Who's the band's the, Oh, okay. I, I thought I saw... There's obviously multiple artists like Billy Bob and, and who was before him. Is Billy from, Bob Thornton. I think is, Josh Homme. Was Josh Homme. That's what yeah, I was saying. Yeah. 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 There's a there's several people that uh, that are in the doc that uh, comment about their nice. influence and all. So it's it's worth checking out. It's really cool, especially with his passing. It'd be a good time to go and and take a look. Uh, Corey Taylor has had it with vaccine conspiracy theories. Uh, he said, with the nation in the midst of uh, another COVID-19 surge due to the contagious Delta variant, uh, he said, there's no wonder why people are afraid of it, because they're listening to the wrong people. In an interview with Heavy Consequence, he ranted and said that people act like getting a vaccine is signing a deal with the devil. Uh, Taylor and his bandmates have been very cautious uh, when planning shows because they, quote, wanted to do the right thing. About getting vaccinated, he says that if you're going to put people at risk of getting sick, you shouldn't want to go to a show. He said that's common sense. He said, and if you do put people at risk, then you're an a-hole. Uh, in the interview, he pushed people to learn the real facts about the vaccine and to educate themselves. Ma- uh, Mammoth, WVH, led by, of course, Wolfgang Van Halen, performed its debut live gig on Tuesday night. Awesome. Uh, and it's been reported that they played in Lawrence, Kansas, at the 500-capacity club called Bottleneck. Uh, and it was posted that Wolf and the crew didn't play any cover songs, no Van Halen, just straight up Wolf, uh, Mammoth WVH, and it was phenomenal. So, if you plan on catching a Mammoth WVH show in the future, do not expect any Van Halen songs. Which, honestly, I wouldn't. No, 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 no. It's I, his not thing. Not necessary. And Eddie would want it to be that way. And why? <laughs> he's he's a very thoughtful guy, from what I've heard of uh, the interviews and and read about him, and, and, and he's, he said, how's he possibly going to do justice yeah. to that? And this uh, reviewer writes, what you can expect, though, is a touching tribute from father to son. Exactly. So he is obviously going to be at the MMRBQ. Uh, it's the opening group for Guns N' Roses. So this is the time for yeah. Wolfgang to shine. This is really cool. We may be watching the making of a of a great rock artist. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and I'm we'll very see. excited. It'll be September 25th. Um, I thought this was a really neat story and one that I'd never heard before, but apparently a long-rumored 1968 club performance by Joni Mitchell, recorded by none other than Jimi Hendrix, is slated for release. The two-set collection called the Down Treader, or the Dawn Treader, uh, was taped by the guitar legend on March 19, 1968 at Ottawa, Ontario's uh, Lehibu Coffee House. The tapes, which were lost only days after Hendrix recorded the show, will be released on October 29th as part of an upcoming box set. So, in the album's liner notes, uh, Joni told writer Cameron Crowe, uh, they came and told me, Jimi Hendrix is here, and he's at the front door. I went to meet him. 
He had a large box, and he said to me, my name is Jimi Hendrix. I'm on the same label as you, Reprise Records. And we were both signed at about the same time. And he said, I'd like to record your show. Do you mind? And I said, no, not at all. There was a large reel-to-reel tape recorder in the box that he had. So she went on to recall the stage was only about a foot off the ground, and he knelt at the edge of the stage with a microphone at my feet. And all during the show, he kept twisting knobs. He was engineering it. No, he said he was engineering it. I don't know what he was controlling. Volume? Uh, he was watching the needles or something messing with the knobs. That's and wild. he beautifully recorded this tape. Of course, I played part of the show to him because he was right below me. I Well, yes, you would think there'd be some limitation sound-wise. So, but, but um, you know, they're the, both kind of perfectionists. And Jimmy himself had famously addressed about the show in his diaries. I didn't know this. And he wrote... This is crazy. Talk with Joni Mitchell on the phone. I think I'll record her tonight with my excellent tape recorder. And then he writes, knock on wood. Hmm, can't find any wood. Everything's plastic. So, so you have huh. you have Jimi Hendrix, uh, the, the, the tearing it up guitar guy. Kneeling on the kneeling ground. Kneeling jo- to record a Joni Mitchell concert. Yeah, which is much lighter. How much yeah. more perfect does it get? Uh, yeah, which just goes to show you, I mean, he just appreciated yeah, great music. Absolutely. He was just a lover of music. So that's a pretty cool story. So that stuff will be available in the very near future. That's cool. All right, that's it in the Bizarre file for you. You know what I got? What? A pair of tickets to see Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah. Wednesday, November 24th at the Wells Fargo Center. And if you are calling number 20, you get the tickets. Uh, tickets go on sale tomorrow, by the way, at 10 a.m. There's a pre-sale and complete details available at WMMR.com, including an extra chance to win uh, for MMR VIPs. Make sure you're opted in for the MMR VIP emails to qualify. Uh, the deadline for that is tomorrow at 9 a.m., by the way. So call number 20-215-263-WMMR, the Sebastian Maniscalco. Nobody does this tour tickets. We'll be back in a moment to wrap it up. Stay with us. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. This month's band is Domini. Dominating, your local shots artist of the month for July. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. Rapidly approaching our weekend. Your mm. weekend as well. Everyone's weekend. Uh, some inclement weather uh, expected today, severe weather uh, at times. As Kathy was saying, taking a look at the, the radar, like it's going to come in waves. Like we're going to get these intense storms, maybe a break, and then more, depending on where you are. Uh, but damaging winds calling for, so that's never good. That can be a little funky. You're going to have to postpone your fishing for later, Kathy? Um, my, my fishing trip. Uh, no, but it is coming. It looks like it... Um, what time? Well... It looks like it might be coming a little bit earlier. However, it had it, it had the storm right over Philadelphia right. around uh, noon. It's already been pushed, at least according to this radar I'm looking at. Uh, and it looks like we might even be on the outskirts of it. Oh, okay. Um, but then later, we're going to see something. Uh, all right. So while you're checking all your apps, well, what, sh- what sharks are off? I was just going to say, do you want to know what sharks we have to look out for this weekend? <laughs> It's like uh, you know, Bertha, Molly, you know, they, right, yeah. they give them these fun little names, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so anyhow, uh, I want to thank our two contestants this morning, Lauren and Steph. Yay! 
for being a part of the Harry Potter battle of the self-proclaimed experts. And Steph was the champ. And it was neck and neck. I thought Lauren was going to win it. Uh, she was answering a lot of questions in the earlier rounds. But when it came to the five-point questions, uh, Steph got in there, got them right, and ended up walking away with the Tri-Wizard Cup. So uh, we <laughs> congratulate her. And also uh, passes for both of them to go to the... Uh, Franklin Institute's Harry Potter exhibit, which is coming out next year. Yeah, I mean, they both deserve it. They're great competitors. Yeah. Great yeah. competitors. Yep, and thank you to Eva once again for creating this really cool Triwizard Cup that we gave to them. And we have uh, her information posted. If you need some uh, custom artwork done, she does uh, not only uh, sculpting, but uh, painting as well. I had her do this painting for me. She's done work for us, yeah. And uh, turned out fantastic. So uh, I thank those guys uh, for being here this morning. It was a lot of fun. Pierre Robert is here. Hey, man. Good day. Good day, sir. Nice to see you. Uh, that, all that, plus Gary Lauer. <laughs> that, yes. too. Yeah, we got a surprise What would you expect to pay for such an amazing package? I, I mean, uh, I would uh, double what I'm paying now. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, it's all good. When he moves in with you, Kathy... Um, <laughs> Well, he'll be living with both of us yeah. well, since that's, we're married. Well, I know, but we sleep in separate houses sometimes. Right. <laughs> there have um, been some trouble. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it, it works out. Yeah, it yeah. worked it out really well. But I'm um, going to have you come over and watch him when I leave for work. I think <laughs> that you can make a... I think you can be really helpful to him because you're, you're a sweet pea. <laughs> You really are. I'll whip him into shape. Yeah. That's the spirit. Put your teeth in and get up for work. <laughs> Where's your jam? Get your jam. We're leaving. Did you lose your jam? Oh, oh put your teeth in. Oh, God, that's priceless. Uh, <laughs> and always, so it goes. Always a search to, or always a treat to have him on. Uh, like we did this morning. All right, shall we? We want to do the letter, man. Yeah. There right, we go. Preston and Steve on ninety-three-three WMMR. Now the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter K, as in um, kazoo. Ah, well done. We have one more letter to go. We do it tomorrow. We're going to give away the Pizik Round Barbecue and Fire Pit Kit. And uh, you can, it's from Landis Block, by the way. In Landis Block, you can start imagining your own backyard paradise by looking at the photo gallery online at landisbc.com. Uh, got the news about uh, Dusty Hill yesterday, listening to you. Yeah. Uh, and it's terrible to hear, you know. I mean, it, uh, it, I, we don't think of these artists as being mortals. Yeah. Exactly. And um, and they are just like everybody else. So you know, I, I think starting with David Bowie four or five years ago, this 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 domino yep. of of passings yeah. has, has occurred, which have been a little hard to take. And then you think you're sort of there, and then you get another one. So um, they've been uh, a number of the men have been out of the blue passings, right. where either the general public was not apprised of uh, failing health, mm-hmm. or as in D- uh, Dusty's case, it was just you know he had some issues, but went to sleep and died. Right. You know. Um, so yeah, you just never know. But yep. um, we'll do a workforce block to celebrate his life. Uh, in the uh, blocks a day, also a block of Pearl Jam, and uh, in honor of Getty Lee's birthday, we'll do a block of Rush. 
which will be cool. Yeah, some of my uh, more stuff. Rise Against tickets uh, coming up Sunday at the uh, Man Skyline <laughs> stage in Hoagie Nation with Daryl Hall and John Oates coming up next weekend at the Man. So uh, a good time will be had today. Speaking of uh, Pearl Jam and Getty Lee, um, do you do you have the copy where uh, Eddie changed the lyrics to honor Getty Lee? I think they were performing in Toronto. They were. Yeah, and, and I think it was Wishlist. And um, Ed, Eddie I Vedder is a huge... I was fortunate... Uh, as, fortunate as can be. I wish and, I was as fortunate as fortunate as Getty Lee. Right. And, yeah, and Eddie Vedder is a huge fan of Getty Lee, and it's always cool to see um, other artists respect, you know, the people who came before them. And, and it's I love the fact that Pearl Jam loves Rush as much as they do. I don't have the, the live copy of that, but I brought that up to Getty Lee when he was here in our studios. And he goes, how did you know that? <laughs> and uh, and he was on the side of the stage as it was happening. Yeah. So he was uh, thrilled by it. Um, That's cool. So it's nice. pretty cool. Nice. All right. Well, uh, let me take a moment to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show has been brought to you today by Acme. They have everything you need to prepare for this summer season. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Also brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show and uh, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram City. They're kicking off summer by giving you more money for your trade. You can hurry in. Tomorrow, wrapping up the week with Mark Normand on the show. Nice. And also, we're going to have brand new Philadelphia Flyer Cam Atkinson on huh. the show. And we'll do all our Friday things as well. <laughs> so that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Three WMMR. Bing there. Do do be do. Do da da do dip do dip.